time. It's game time. Here's your host, Tom Barfield and Glenn Stretch-Smith. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to a Thursday edition of Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Stretch, Garrett, we're glad you're with us as we uh, get ready to roll for the next three hours talking sports live and local right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Let's... You know what? We're going to go a little different route today. Let's go around the horn, but let's today. Let's start with Glenn. Glenn, how are you? <laughs> good, fellas. How are you today? Doing terrific. Uh, Garrett, how are you? I'm good. Good. That's great. Great. Great to hear it. Great to hear it. He uh, he's coordinating. I'm just telling you right now, he is coordinating. I'm always coordinating. It's time now for the flat bill update of the day. And I don't know how to describe this hat. It's a New York Yankee hat, and it's it's something I've never seen before. Only thing that would make it a New York Yankee hat is the interlocking NY stretch. I mean, it's got a navy blue bill with a a white interlocking NY. How would you describe the body of the cap? Ah, oh, man, it's almost I don't know. It's not it, camouflage. It's like a, no, it's like a grayish blue. It's not dim denim. It's I don't know. It's awesome is what it is. <laughs> it's awesome. That's what it is, Stretch, by God. What is it what is it what is it matching with? You said he'd he'd color coagulated it. What, well, what I mean it's it? a it's a gray it's more of a grayish tint, and so he's got a gray pullover with a, a gray tee and sporting the navy blue shorts that go with the navy blue bill. So <laughs> I'm just telling you. Got it going on. It's like a Gur Animals outfit. You just match some little bears up. And pull them out of the, pull them out of the drawer. Yeah, that's it. You pull them out of the drawer and, <laughs> and you just match them up and away you go. You got to, man. So I'm trying to think of the uh, – what was – it's almost like a – I wouldn't say tie-dye. Uh, no. But it's, it's kind of in that neighborhood. Uh, it's – I don't know. It's unique. Yeah, it certainly is that. I mean, you should take a picture of that cap and post it on – on our social media site so people can help us out in the description of the cap. Okay, I'll do that during the break. So there you <laughs> so we can see what it what it uh, what it looks like. Uh anything uh, going on in your world stretch that we need to You know, I, I I I did get an interesting call today and tell me if this sounds familiar to either one of you guys. And the call was uh, a friend of a right it's always the friend of a friend who says that Urban Meyer's wife was spotted in Horseshoe Bay, <laughs> which that's Marble Falls, yep. a little bit west of Austin, yep. looking for real estate. Does, does that sound familiar oh, to either one of you guys? Oh. Vaguely. Vaguely ha- familiar. I mean, how many times do you hear that in a co- when there's a when there's a coaching search going on or when there is a rumor of a coaching search <laughs> going on? It, I mean – Nine million times you've you've heard that, haven't you? Oh, it's always it's always the story. You know, it's a the last time when they when they fired Charlie Strong, it was people calling me from Austin, which is my home, and saying, "Hey, coach, we got somebody down here, and so and so from uh, from uh, Remax Realtors <laughs> is showing around Nick Saban's wife down on Lake Austin." Oh job already it's already done deal they've they've already got him signed. okay and, and and it's a little bit like what's going on right now I mean it, you know you we talked to Kirk Bowles on Monday and he felt like hey they were going to move on from from Tom Herman and Tom Herman's kind of now if you listen to what he's saying kind of the company line is 
well, we just got to win today, and, and we got to win the day at practice, and then we got to go figure out a way to win this ball game. And I'm just concerned about these guys right now. I mean, he's 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 not looking any farther than 8.30 tonight after he leaves because he's not going to make any recruiting calls. He's not going to be making those recruiting calls from 8.30 to 11 at night. So, you know, the, everything is this rampant speculation about what's going to happen and, and, and all we've heard about is how much money the athletic department at the University of Texas has lost this year, somewhere north of $160 million, and they're putting in the big south end zone complex, and it's going to have the big, the big uh, LED lights that are going to light up with the, with, the, with the Bevo head on it and how amazing it is and all these new offices. And, oh, by the way, that's going to cost another $200 million, and then we're going to buy our head coach out pay him 18 the staff another two there's another 20 million and red mccombs over there saying well we got more money than the vatican i mean it's like a circus we just need somebody to come in and juggle and and, and figure out what's really going on you know with money aside and i know you can't put the money aside but money aside with with the way recruiting works now doesn't all of the speculation and the the uncertainty isn't that a huge, huge negative when it comes to not recruiting but holding on to the recruits that this staff has put together over over the uh, the last few months? Absolutely holding on to your commitments. But, like, I mean, you made the key statement, which was the way recruiting is now because of the early signing period you're seeing, and that's what you're seeing out of, you know, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. They're, they're going ahead and, and, and going to bite the bullet here because if you're at a place like Vanderbilt, I mean, you're, you're, you're having to your, – your pool of guys that you're recruiting from is pretty shallow because of the academic standards that you've got. I mean, you're kind of recruiting the same kid that Stanford's recruiting. Uh, and, and then, you know, when you think about what uh, type of recruit, you know, Tom Herman looks for and, and, and all the things that go on with that, I mean, you know, the minute that this is, is announced at all – I'm sure you're going to see, you know, you're going to see all of those guys decommit because, quite frankly, who says that whoever the next head coach at the University of Texas is is going to honor the commitment that the previous staff made to you? Correct. I mean that 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 doesn't work either. So it's, you know, it's it, it really is. It's one of those things where it's got to work on it's got to work on both sides, and I, I'm sure that people. Uh, you know, coaches are trying to hang on to those recruits. And then who's to say that, you know, both the, the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator at Texas both were on Urban Meyer's staff at Ohio State. How do you know he may not hang on to some of those guys? So there's just, I mean, again, there's so much being thrown up, and it's, it's why and what makes it such a, an uncomfortable situation when you get into these, you know, you, know, you get to these times where, you feel like a coach is at the end of his road. It's time to possibly think about moving on to the next direction, and then you have all this uncertainty in the air. And, wow, doesn't that fit during the year that we've just gone through here? Why, so why doesn't leadership at the University of Texas come out and say, we're doing this or we're not doing this? I mean, either we're going to help the guy that's here or we're going to help the guy that's coming in. I mean, so – why do, why don't they make a statement? Well, I think uh, here's here's what I believe is that I really do believe that when 
the University of Texas decided to move on from Charlie Strong, I do think that Nick Saban was the first choice. I do believe that they were in conversations with Nick Saban about coming to Austin, about the money, about what was needed. And at the 11th hour, I think, you know, he kind of decided or whoever the powers to be at Alabama basically said, no, no, you're not going and we're going to do this. And then the University of Texas had already moved on from Charlie Strong. I, I, it's my gut feeling that they've learned from that. And what you're going to see is you're going to see if they move on from Tom Herman, in fact, if they do move on from Tom Herman, they're already going to have somebody in line that's immediately going to take that place. And, and that's kind of where I was going with this thing. I, I, I think they almost have to, don't they? I mean, I, I don't think they can, they can go down that path again. Right, and, and so then, I, then I'll come to you and say it, it, it feels like, again, if you're let's, – let's put football aside. Let's say you're a, you know, you're a Fortune 500 company and you're going to go hire a CFO. Don't you interview more than one person? Don't, don't you bring more than one individual to campus? Don't you have to look at what's out there and what's available? And it, it's almost against – every business principle that you could think of in, in, in going to hire a coach. I mean, seriously, you're not, you're not going to, you're, 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 you're going to fire your guy and you're going to point the ship to one person and one individual only. And you know what? We're not going to slow down. Do we, you know, hear glass or smell poop? We're going to get that guy. And I'm, I'm not sure that that's, I'm not sure that that's the right, uh, process that needs to go on at the University of Texas but when you say what you said earlier which it is about recruiting and it is and we've got this early signing period and you got an opportunity to get in here and kind of get you a class together and do it in a real hurry they're absolutely going to have to have their ducks in a row and that's it's a little bit of of what makes this such a you know a, a crazy process well and for certain institutions I'm of the belief that it's not always about the right candidate. It's about the right candidate who can also make a splash. I mean, you can't just hire a really good football coach at about 15 or 20 places in this country. It, this, you can't. You got to hire a guy that's going to. So who, who, who makes who's who's the right guy that makes a splash? I mean, so now your your field really shrinks, doesn't it? Yeah, it well, sure does. And so, you, you know, that I guess we're back to this, you know, we're back to this conversation is, you know, possibly what other what other college jobs are, are, are going to be out there? What other college jobs do you foresee being out there if you're Urban Meyer? And then who says that with as many as seven NFL openings, we've hmm. kicked this around before, who says he's not going to have an opportunity if he so desires to go coach in the National Football League? I don't think that's I don't think that's a long shot. I don't think it's unrealistic to say Urban Meyer could could go could go to the New York Jets, for instance, or Atlanta Falcons, where they currently have an opening. I, I have no idea what his wants are. I mean, he he's a guy that's walked away twice because of health issues, supposed health issues. What makes you think that, uh, you, you know, that he's over those health issues? I mean, there's so many, there's, to me, there's so many unanswered what-ifs out there. 
that it really, you know, I go to what, you know, and, and, and how they've handled, you know, how they've handled the last two coaching hires at Baylor. Hey, they went through their list of people and they targeted an individual and they went and got that guy. But but there was some, you know, they, they went through some, they went through the little due diligence. <laughs> little due diligence is yeah, what you're exactly, saying. Exactly. And, and you know, here's the here's the other million dollar question, and there's plenty of them. No pun intended. When we're talking about the money, does he even want to coach? I mean, he's got a pretty good gig. You know, talk a little football on Saturdays on television, make a couple of dollars. He so does he does he want to coach college or NFL football again at this point in his life? Well, I mean that—that that, that is a great question. I mean that. that hey, hey is, do you really want to get back in the fire here? <laughs> do you want to have to go chase these eighteen-year-old kids around? Do you want to have to? You know, is that something you want to do? Is—is is it really? You—you're working. I don't know. Five months a year right now, making really good money, playing golf. You know, spending time out on the West Coast, doing whatever you want to do. But I mean, I'm—I'm I'm just looking here right now. I mean. In theory, you could have Michigan could be open. Uh, obviously, Texas, Arizona, Nebraska, Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about pretty good coaching jobs, correct? Absolutely. I, mean, I, I, I get it. The quality of living in Lincoln, Nebraska is not the quality of living in Austin, Texas. But I'm talking about co- perennial college powers and college football programs who have been really good for a you know for a long time and Nebraska hasn't been good recently but I mean 15 years ago yeah I mean that it's a great job right so USC I mean that does, does he want to live out on the west coast is Clay Helton gonna you know he he had all the heat this year and really they wanted to fire him last year and USC didn't want to come up with the dollars now all of a sudden he's won a couple of games I mean he beat Arizona State late in a in a game that was kind of a crazy game but you know the hot seat's on him, so might Urban Meyer want to wait for a job like USC? I mean, I, or like we said earlier, a, 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 an NFL coaching opportunity because if you think about it, he is the one candidate, I think, that, you know, he's done it. He's got the stripes on his shirt. He has won you national championships. He's the guy that he's got the pelts. So Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and that's what I was talking about, and, and we're, we're, we're due a break here, but – you, it, there's certain places stretch where you can't go hire a a no named offensive or defensive coordinator, even though they may be a terrific candidate. You, there's just you just can't do it in certain places. That's that's right. Because <laughs> guess what, you got to you got to count on that money for that that's South right. End Zone project. You got to count on those dollars to continue to come in. And if you don't hire that sexy name, that guy's not cutting that big check. 315, 15 after 3. This is ESPN Central Texas. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be another chilly night across central Texas with flows reaching the lower 30s with mostly clear skies and winds coming in from the northwest around 10 to 15 miles per hour. Friday will start off with temperatures in the mid-30s. will be a slightly warmer day with highs in the mid-50s with mostly sunny skies in the afternoon. Saturday will be even warmer with highs around 62 degrees with mostly sunny skies. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
Midway Panthers football presented by Burton College and Ford on ESPN Central Texas. This Friday night, the Panthers conclude the 2020 season as they take on the Cedar Hill Longhorns. Our coverage from Cedar Hill begins at 7 o'clock at the pregame. We'll have the kickoff and all the play-by-play action at 7.30. Don't miss Midway and Cedar Hill presented by Burton College and Ford this Friday night at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Today, no matter what, we're going boating. Does that sound like something you would say? Time to visit Marineland Boating Center and talk about the new Mercury four-stroke outboards. Ranging from two and a half to 300 horsepower, the new four-strokes deliver legendary Mercury performance, unbeatable reliability, plus boat-enhancing technologies for superior hole shot, top speed, and fuel efficiency. If you crave smooth, powerful, and reliable boating, come to Marineland Boating Center. Mercury Outboards. Go boldly. At Community Bank and Trust, we continue to add new and improved features to our mobile and digital banking systems. Our new person-to-person payment system allows our customers to instantly send money to friends and family, no matter where they bank. Customers using our debit card just log in online, input the friend's cell phone number or email address, and the money will be sent P2P to them. With Community Bank and Trust, enjoy state-of-the-art banking anywhere, anytime, on any device. Member FDIC. The staff at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac in Waco loves giving back to the Central Texas community. Once again, they are participating in the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots campaign, and they are asking for your help. Now through December 11th, listeners are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to the dealership. Drop it in the bed of the 2021 GMC Sierra pickup truck on the showroom floor. The Marines will then distribute those toys to the children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase a new or pre-owned vehicle, Richard Carbuick GMC Cadillac will place toys under their Christmas tree for the Marines to distribute in your name. Toys for Tots is an annual program that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joys of Christmas, while also assisting them in becoming responsible, productive, and patriotic citizens. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carbuick GMC Cadillac. Three nineteen, nineteen minutes after three. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Glenn and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Our three o'clock hours brought to you by CNC Collision Center. Guys, let's uh, continue our college football conversation and let's get into the uh, the game that uh, over t- over at Coastal Coastal Carolina hosting Liberty, and that's not going to happen. And that is very very unfortunate for 
Liberty stretch. I mean, again, we talked about this, I think, yesterday. You cannot put a price tag on the publicity that Liberty was about to receive with the pregame show taking place on campus at Coastal and in the game itself and just all the activities around it they were going to get ju- i mean they were just going to get a ton of positive publicity as is coastal carolina s- still going to get that that positive pub yeah anytime you have the opportunity to put the national spotlight on your game i mean you 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 said it all positive positive pub positive vibes uh, opportunities for your coaches to be tweeting their or not tweeting but uh, uh, texting their players that they're recruiting to say hey we're going to be on college game day Saturday make sure you watch whatever it is make sure you're make sure you're tuned in look at the possible opportunity you got to come to see our campus even though we're on lockdown right now blah, 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 all the things that go on with the recruiting around this pandemic and, and quite frankly this difficult situation you get the spotlight put right on you. There, there, there's you. You can't pay for something like that. No, and and, and it's still going to be there for Coastal Carolina, and they're going to get that that publicity. But I was just thinking about Liberty and and just what what a what a swing and emotion it must be. I mean, here they announced that uh, you know that uh, the college game day is going to be at coastal so they're you know obviously liberty was going to be featured in this thing as 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 much as coastal was and you're going to get an opportunity to play a top 25 team you're one you're a premier team and and you got a chance to go play one of these guys and boy next thing you know because of that stupid disease you're you're being pulled out and byu is sliding into that slot and that's just a tough pill to swallow i would think for everybody associated with liberty it is. It, 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 it's, it is, like you were saying, I mean, it, and then I'll, I'll take it a step farther. I mean, is, you know, your, your head coach might be one of the hottest commodities mm-hmm. with all of these openings that are out there. So, you know, how's that, you know, is that going to affect him or possibly his opportunities to, uh, you know, to say yes or no to somebody that's courting him? And so now BYU and, and Coastal, and, and that should be a great football game and a great matchup. Now, again, we, we all know BYU, and, and, and everybody you know, that, that, that's a football fan knows that what, what BYU is about. And, you know, you can go back to, to Coach Edwards and, and, and all of those terrific teams that they had back in those days and, and, and what they've been about. So, you know, yeah, they're going to get all that positive publicity too, but – they're an institution that doesn't need it uh, necessarily. And, you know, you'll always take that positive publicity. But for for Coastal and for Liberty, you know, Liberty playing as an independent, uh, boy, th- this was, again, just a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, and it, you know, quite frankly, it gives BYU a chance to g- give a better look for their body of mm-hmm. work. They've yep. been beat down because uh, of a schedule that they initially came out that was a pretty decent schedule. And then they've had to juggle some things, and obviously it didn't look as good to the uh, to the committee that's putting together the the, the college football playoffs. So they're going to get an opportunity to play a top twenty five team, and I'm sure that's exactly what they're wanting is, is a chance to you know deepen their resume and say, hey, we're not you know we're not afraid to fly across the country here, which basically they'd be doing. Uh, kind of last minute to go, you know, to go take on a top 25 opponent. 
Garrett, didn't I see where yet another bowl game has been uh, has been pulled from the from the ranks, and so now we're up to ten. Well, it's not pulled from the ranks. What right now you got? Some... I'm not talking about the Rose Bowl. I'm talking about another bowl game. Well, I haven't uh, seen that one. That's I'll, new to me. I'll, I'll pull that up. I, I oh, did. There was. A, you're right, Tom. There was a nine, and I think it was the ninth. You, you, I, I, I thought it was nine that they said, but uh, I'm trying to think of which bowl game it was. I just saw it. It was just... came out yesterday. It was was it last night? La- yeah, it came out last night. Yeah, uh, yeah. and so. Uh, and uh, it, because we talked about the Sun Bowl, and uh, so yeah, I, I think there was another bowl that came out and and uh, and has been canceled. And, and speaking of the Rose Bowl, let's talk a little bit about that situation. So you're going to play that semifinal game, and you're going to play the Rose Bowl. But man alive, can you imagine a Rose Bowl football game with nobody? I mean, literally nobody in the stadium, but the two teams and the officials and the people that are actually putting the game on. No, it's and and I mean in the granddaddy of them all, right? Mm-hmm. In, in one of the biggest venues, I, you know, I, I've I've been there, I've coached there. It's a great place. It's one of the, I mean, it's one of the premier uh, places to watch a game. It's it's beautiful, Pasadena, California, and everything that surrounds the the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl parade, all the things that go with that. And there there's going to be none of that. And I mean, literally. You know, even some, most of these bowl games are saying, hey, we're going to allow parents, we're going to allow some students, we're going to allow this. Rose Bowls, nobody. <laughs> Literally. I mean, not, not even those guys in those yellow jackets are going to be standing <laughs> around out there. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that came down was the Fiesta Bowl announced that, I mean, while there's not going to be typical fans, they are at least going to allow immediate family members uh, of the players to c- at least participate and come to that game. Wow. And every day, every day, something new. It is, it is, it is wacky that uh, what's going on every day. Uh, let's see. And then, uh, Garrett, you brought up a, a interesting story where there's conversation that the participants in the FBS should bail from the NCAA. Yeah. So there, there, there's a, a commission group out there, and they're talking about reaching out to these schools and talking about them to form a new a new way to oversee things and, and trying to get away from the NCAA, which it, when you look at these big schools anyway, a lot of them really have kind of started to that trend um, that trend in a sense right now is they're not really paying that much attention to what the NCAA has to say. Wow. <laughs> and, and stretch, you know, this, uh, they kind of do what they want to do anyway. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I mean, that's. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's it's kind of here's 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 our direction. Come on along with us if you like. I mean, but that's what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what they're doing. They're, that, just, they're just saying, hey, you know what? We're going this direction, and if you'd like to get on, go go ahead and jump. And if you don't, get out of the way. We'll leave you behind. That other bowl game y'all are thinking about, it's the Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Bowl. Las Vegas Bowl, yeah. Uh, just, I, just got a, I just received a text on that. Uh, 327, it's 27 after 3 o'clock. And would you like to see, and, and I'm not saying just the FBS, are we at a point to where restructuring the governing body of intercollegiate athletics is, is not a bad idea? I mean, should we, should we kind of blow up the NCAA and, and maybe start anew? I, I mean, I, I, it's been talked about, I, I think, for a while. And I think there's, you know, th- there's some there, there's some momentum gathering for just the power five schools. I mean, we've heard all that. But, 
I, I, I don't know, guys. I, I don't know how. I, I think it's such a slippery slope when you th- when you talk about you know changing the the, the whole uh, the whole body of work that's out there. I think that's that's pretty slippery. All right. Well, and and again, just wanted to toss it out there and and get an opinion. I mean, there are some some things that the NCAA that they do, and you're like, okay, they're spot on. They're right in tune with what needs to be. But then there are times where you're scratching your head, going, where did that come from? I, I, I don't understand that. But anyway, uh, just a thought. 328, and if you want to chime in with us, by the way, you've got a couple of ways to do it. You've got the uh, CNC Collision Center text line at 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660. And also, uh, you, can, uh, you can jump on the phones with us. It's the Walk-On Sports Bistro listener line, 254-662-1660. 328. 28 after 3. We're going to talk a little rodeo. The NFR right around the corner. We'll get to it next here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. Hey, Steven knows how to get me going, man. Another one blasted us. I could have been the Black Freddie Mercury. Thank you, man. We're looking at Freddie Mercury back yeah. there. I, feel like some <laughs> I was going to just let him go with it. No, oh, Freddie Mercury was a cool dude. He was a cool dude. Yeah, I was. ain't judging, man. In life, there's settings. <laughs> when you go to the settings, you can change it to whatever you want it to be. Everybody knows what you're saying. Unnecessary Roughness, Monday through Friday, noon to 3, on ESPN Central Texas. Walk-On's athletes put everything they've got into the game. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything we've got into bringing you a game day with a taste of Louisiana. Catch all your teams on over 70 big screen TVs. Dig into our mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp. Plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads. It's all made from scratch with ingredients you can't help but crave. Walk-On Sports Bistro. We live for this. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. When it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Berg Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class. The number one Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Berg Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas student-athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Berg Colgen Ford. Berg Colgen Ford, trusted since 1936. 
ESPN Central Texas brings you the Holiday Chill, sponsored by Coors Light. You can enter for a chance to win a Yeti prize by snapping a picture of a Coors Light display at your nearest store and text it along with your name and keyword CHILL to 254-662-166. Weekly winners selected every Friday on ESPN, and one lucky winner will receive the grand prize of 40-inch flat screen TV. Coors Light, keeping Texas chill throughout the holidays. Celebrate responsibly. Must be 21 or older to participate. No purchase necessary. Details at Centex. Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplessports.com. You're out. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. BYU will replace Liberty as Coastal Carolina's opponent on Saturday after COVID-19 issues prevented the Flames from playing in the game. The game will kick off at 4:30 and air on ESPNU. Number two Baylor pulled away late to down number five Illinois, 82 to 69, in the second game of the Jimmy B Classic. In game number one, number one Gonzaga hung on to beat number 11 West Virginia, 87 to 82. Pittsburgh stays undefeated in the NFL through 11 games, beating the Ravens in a rare Wednesday afternoon matchup, 19 to 14, the final score. Lincoln Riley added Bob Stoops to the sidelines to help coaching this week and said, "Today we have got a shot. We'll see. Hopefully, we can get the numbers trending in the right direction." That about the game being played against Baylor on Saturday with the Sooners dealing with COVID issues. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Amarillo by morning. 3.33, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield, Glenn Stretch-Smith, and Garrett Ross, we're glad you're with us. And 26-time world champion cowboy Trevor Brazil joins us on the program. Trevor, good afternoon. Thanks for your time today. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you being here. The rodeo, the uh, the NFR in, in Arlington, Texas this year, not in, not in Vegas, and and obviously, we we in Texas are excited about uh, about the event. What are, what are the Cowboys thinking? What are the Cowboys and Cowgirls? Are they excited about uh, being in Arlington as opposed to Vegas this year? Well, I think you guys lived through 2020 just like we did here in the Western industry, and uh, I think they're excited to be anywhere. But uh, everybody knows uh, how big rodeo is in Texas, and uh, and most of these contestants, I mean, a big part of them are from Texas, so. That home state pride is definitely in in a lot of us, and you know it's something that uh, Texas stepped up big. Arlington, Fort Worth—I mean, just the co-op between the three—they stepped up big in the time needed them too, and it's it's going to be fun. And you mentioned Fort Worth, and you mentioned the Mid Cities. Uh, I, I, we're going to be up there uh, on the on the finals on the twelfth, and I know that uh, there's activities all over. Uh, the Fort Worth area downtown. So you're right. There's going to be things for people to do all over the Metroplex, excluding the actual rodeo itself. Well, if you've ever been to our Super Bowl, which is the National Finals Rodeo in Vegas, it one one city. I mean, Vegas has a hard time, you know, hosting it by itself. So I mean, there's enough of this to go around. All the ancillary events that go along with it, the trade shows. 
there's just a lot of moving pieces to the national finals rodeo and uh fort worth's gonna get to see a lot of it talking to 26 time world champion trevor brazil trevor i appreciate you jumping on with us today i'll say that right off the bat i want to I want to ask you, I know you've already been over there to see kind of the layout of, of the arena, kind of how they're going to uh, be able to, or, or especially from a calf roping, a team roping standpoint, be able to look and feel, and I'm sure it feels different than the Thomas and Mac. Can you explain to us kind of how you see, you know, how you see these Cowboys approaching this, and, and is it a bigger feel? Does it look bigger? Does it, does it, does it feel that much more grandiose than, say, what, what it did at the Thomas and Mack? The one thing they're going to have in common is the yellow and blue shoots and fences. But I think that's the only thing other than big prize money. Um, there's no arena like this. I mean, I've been all over uh, the country rodeoing through my, throughout my career. And when I stepped on the floor at Globe Life, there was – it was it was definitely a first, and uh, I think that's one thing these NFR rookies have going for them. Nobody's ever competed, you know, in a setup like this. And so the veterans, you know, they may they may be able to control their breathing and their nerves a little better, but when it comes right down to it, nobody knows exactly what's going to happen in this because nobody's competed in an arena quite like this. And, and I want you to, before I let you go here, because I know you got TV, you got all kind of things to do, you're getting tugged in a million different directions. What is it like, Trevor, to be a, be a full-time dad and not be participating in, in, in this Super Bowl when you've done this your entire life and prepared to do this your entire life? How does it feel to go over there and have to, have to look behind the prompter and have to look at the TV and know, hey, you know what, you're, you're, you're not getting as pumped up as, as you have been in the years past to be a part of that Super Bowl? Well, you got to take the good with the bad. I also am dealing with a lot less pressure and stress than those guys are down there. I know, I know what that's like when you're expected, expected to win. You know, these fans uh, are awesome, but they all, when they buy a ticket, they expect to see you at your best every night. And uh, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. But as far as it couldn't have worked out any better for me. I get to be home, be a dad, and come to Arlington, Texas, and Fort Worth to watch the greatest rodeo that that we know in our sport. This is a this is awesome for me. Hey, you're going to be on the Cowboy Channel. What will your duties be uh, as far as uh, the pre-show is concerned? Well, I will be on the Cowboy Channel, and we'll, my show will start around six o'clock. Um, co-hosting with Justin McKee, I'll be doing more of the kind of the analysis the day after and kind of as the week goes on where everybody is in their competition and kind of you know add a little color commentary if you will and hopefully uh be able to enlighten some rodeo fans into kind of the way i see it i'm excited about it also well that's 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 awesome and i i want to tell you again trevor i appreciate you jumping on here i appreciate the ability to call you a a friend and, and call you at the last minute and say, hey, we need you. We, we need you here on, the, on ESPN Central Texas. Thanks for jumping on. Tell Shada and your kids, stay safe. And, hey, a Merry Christmas and a happy holidays to you and your family. Enjoy your time at the National Finals. That's what friends are for. Thanks for having me, Glenn. All right, there he goes, Trevor Brazil. Kylie, can Tom, 26-time 
world champion. Isn't that – I mean, that just I, – that's a record I don't know that anybody can no, – I mean, no, will I mean, ever break. You no, know, it's it, just it, – it's uh, – it's good to talk to guys like that. I mean, so humble, so so easy to get along with. Such a great guy, and and uh, you know, there's so many guys that are in that sport. And and let me tell you something: there ain't nothing that there ain't nothing glamorous about being a rodeo cowboy. I mean, I know you know that and and realize that, and I know and I know Garrett. He realizes it too because he's such a big rodeo guy. But <laughs> when you think about traveling around the country and having to do what these guys do day in and day out it, it's an unbelievable grind and then to be able to get to the national finals rodeo and be able to go compete in you know what is he said it what is their super bowl and to have it right here in texas i think it's i think it's pretty cool and, and it's unlike anything that you know that quite frankly we've ever seen because before it went to las vegas i think it was in oklahoma city for a long time we just we just haven't had you know we haven't had that in our state and like he said heck all of these cowboys and people that compete for all this money they're from around here yeah absolutely and, and you know there's you know he's from Decatur there's a lot of lot of a uh, lot of rodeo cowboys in that Decatur area in that greater Stephenville area uh, so yeah you're exactly right and you know one day when we got when we got a minute or two or when he's got a minute or two I would love to get him back on and, you know it, like a lot of these. These rodeo cowboys, the family tree stretch is unbelievable. If if you just a little research on on his on his family and in his his family and his in laws, uh, there's there's a lot of rich rodeo tradition in that family. Right, right, and we we obviously tapped into it a few weeks ago when we had Tough Cooper on here because uh, Trevor is married to Tough's sister, and so yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's there there's a lot to it. His dad was Trevor uh, was was Roy Cooper, who was the first cowboy mm-hmm. to win two million dollars rodeoing, and that's when they were making about seven hundred and fifty dollars a rodeo. So I mean, if you can imagine what a hard life that is. But you're right; it's a pretty tight circle of people, and and uh, it, it'll be exciting that they're that they're in our state. And I, I'm looking forward to watching it on TV and the Cowboy Channel for sure. Should be a lot of fun. Three forty-two. It's eighteen away from four o'clock. This is game time. I'm here on ESPN Central Texas. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2020. First down, Dallas at its 45. Only heard here. And Dalton under center. Five-step drop. Good block by Pollard. Deep ball right. All season. Cooper laid it over his shoulder. Down the sideline. Touchdown. Tuesday night, it's your Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens. Live from M&T Bank Stadium. On ESPN Central Texas. Nobody has a better selection of Ram trucks than Cameron Autoplex. Need a large truck for your growing family? They've got that. Need a do-everything truck? They've got that. Need a heavy-duty work truck? They've got that, too. More and more Central Texas buyers are making that short drive to Cameron Autoplex on Highway 77 South in Cameron and to CameronAutoplex.com. Find out why new truck owners are saying it's always cheaper in Cameron. Today's job market is full of demand for skilled trade workers. Electricians, welders, mechanics, these and other trades are the backbone of every community. They're also a huge part in making sure the Army National Guard is always fulfilling its mission of service to our country and communities. Soldiers train to keep the power flowing, engines running, and supplies moving. The skilled trades these soldiers perform are the same ones needed in today's civilian workforce. 
Army National Guard soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. With options from plumber to helicopter mechanic and everything in between, soldiers are able to select the trades that best fit their lives. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession and serve your community and country by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders for customers on the go. Only in Waco, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, 1412 North Valley Mills Drive and 105 South 5th Street. Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplessports.com. You're out! ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Smalt Sandwich Shop. BYU will replace Liberty as Coastal Carolina's opponent on Saturday after COVID-19 issues prevented the Flames from playing in the game. The game will kick off at 4.30 and air on ESPNU. Number two, Baylor pulled away late to down number five, Illinois, 82-69 to in the second game of the Jimmy B Classic. In game number one, number one, Gonzaga hung on to beat number 11, West Virginia, 87-82. to Pittsburgh stays undefeated in the NFL through 11 games, beating the Ravens in a rare Wednesday afternoon matchup, 19-14 to the final score. Lincoln Riley added Bob Stoops to the sidelines to help coaching this week and said today, we have got a shot. We'll see. Hopefully, we can get the numbers trending in the right direction. That about the game being played against it's Baylor on Saturday with the Sooners dealing with COVID issues. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Three forty-six. It's fourteen away from four. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. The three o'clock hour brought to you by CNC Collision Center. You know, stretch. We were talking about uh, about all the in in. in Trevor was uh, talking about all the activities that not only in Arlington, but, you know, all throughout the mid-cities in Fort Worth, downtown, uh, in, in the stockyards and all that stuff. There's a heck of a deal going on. It's called Cowboys and Caballeros, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, and it's, it's a heck of a deal. That's going to be in Will Rogers Coliseum uh, all week long as well, starting, I think, on Saturday uh, the 5th, maybe even sooner than that. But it'll run right on through the 12th. And uh, which is the final day of the national finals rodeo? So there, his point is well taken. There's it's there's all kinds of activities that are going on that are that are NFR related, but not necessarily the NFR per se. Right, and and I don't know if you've ever have you been out there, Tom, to to, to when it was in Vegas. Uh, you know, uh, no, they, no. Okay, so they you know off site there they have that cowboy Christmas, and it's a huge deal where. You have every vendor, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's from everywhere, and then those cowboys will go over there, and you know, for the people that sponsored them, they'll sign and do some different things. So it really is, I mean, it's it's it really is a cool event. Uh, it, it's unfortunate that 
you know, we have all the, uh, you know, all, all this virus and, and, and all the numbers spiking and all the things that are surrounding the fact that it's the first time that it's here. But like you said, I mean, it's a it's a really cool event, and it, it, it it's a shame that we're having to do it during this time. But boy, there's a lot going on, and and you know, I I'm assuming they're going to keep people, you know, distance and safe and washing your hands and wearing your mask and. Uh, it, 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 it's a, it really is, though, the National Finals Rodeo. There's, there's nothing like it. I mean, going to the rodeo and being able to be a part of, you know, again, he said it. It's their Super Bowl, and that's, that's something that, you know, I've always had a, 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 a really a respect for is how those guys have to compete in that, you know, in that 10-day window where it's, it's every night whether you want to or not. And those mm-hmm. rough stock guys, I mean, you talk about getting – beat and banged up i mean having to ride 10 straight bulls 10 straight nights those guys are in incredible shape and look forward to it uh, and again uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna sneak up there uh, on saturday the 12th and check out some of the uh, some of the activities that are going on there and and uh, look forward to it and you know uh, some of my guys that i used to ride with we're we're gonna all get together and have a little fun I've, you knew bring, that was bring, coming. Bring Garrett up here with you. I think Garrett, I think Garrett would be absolutely <laughs> right in his element up here. We get him. Uh, we get him a pair of those Strangler blue jeans. Strangler. If he could get it. He he could get a yeast infection on after wearing them about two days. It'd be perfect for him. Hard pass. I want no part of that. <laughs> I want you. I want you get up here and. I want you to get on a horse. I want you to experience. He what it's said like he too. is going to tonight at six. He He's going over to Walmart. I gave him a quarter. He's going to ride. <laughs> no, no, Coach, I want him to get on one where he feels that connection of, you know, going up and petting him on the snot box a little bit and then crawling up on his back and feeling the connection that you have. And and I, I just think it fits, Garrett. It just it just does. Oh, now, it fits him all right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see that stretch. I don't see that happening. All right, uh, we're moving right along here. We're <laughs> headed over to high school football. And it is, don't forget you have uh, – well, I, I don't think we have any Thursday night games this week, do we? On this list, you got one. Oh, we do have one. So you got two. Yeah, you got a couple. Okay, so we uh, we got to close it down at 6 o'clock tonight. That's the Whataburger Pickup Contest. You can go to SyntexSportsFan.com and uh, click on the, uh, the Whataburger logo, and then it'll take you right to the games, and you can pick the games, and you'll be in good shape, and you could win a nice prize package from Whataburger and your friends here at ESPN Central Texas. Now, you know, the guys on Unnecessary Roughness have been giving me a hard time about, I guess I'm teetering in last place or in last place or they're You're you're bringing up the rear. And, you know, my theme has always been you don't want to peak too early. Well, we're down to, what, about a month? So, yeah. yeah, So here's my philosophy going in starting today. I am not picking who I think is going to win. I am picking opposite of what I think you guys are going to do. So hmm. I, you know, so I'm either, either going to sink or swim. Gonna, yeah, you're either going to springboard in the first place, or you're going to put yourself right in the tank and go dead yeah, last. Yeah, no, there's some that we I think just. You're, and I think you got a better number, no stretch. So that's that's good for you. You're doing, doing a little better than I am. And then there is the, there is the one exception. I'm <laughs> the mark. Sorry. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, a I different. can't do it on. Yeah. So and, and and I'm not sure that I'm I've done it on every one, but you know we'll we'll see. Uh, and then there's one I there's a couple of them I can't do. But anyway, let let's go. Let's do it. All right. First game is Kettle Mills versus Gilmer. I am going with the Buckeyes. So did I. Gilmer. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. All right, next game. Carthage, China Spring. Give me the big red machine. 
I'm going China Spring. I'm, I'm going upset. Going China Spring. They've they've been cooking like crazy. So I'm going that direction. All right. All right. Pilot Point and Jim Ned. Give me Jim Ned. Really? Yes. I'm going Pilot Point. I'm going Pilot Point. All right. Mount Vernon Malakoff. I'm taking Malakoff. Are you really? Absolutely. I'm going Mount Vernon. I'm taking Malakoff. I I I thought you would go Mount Vernon. No. 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 Okay. Uh, Columbus versus Hallettsville. I'm taking Hallettsville. So am I. Me too. All right. So this my philosophy is not working I think it very well. On it, you. it is. All right. Eastland and Gunner. I'm going with Gunner. Give me Eastland. Give me Eastland. All right. Franklin and Buffalo. I'm taking Franklin. I'm Buffalo. T- Buffalo. Post and Cisco. Give me Post. Yeah. I Give can't. me Cisco. I you want Cisco? I can't do it. I got to go Post. Yeah, that's a safe bet there. All right, Bosqueville and Crawford. I'm taking Crawford, but I wouldn't be surprised if Bosqueville got them. I'm going Bosqueville. I'm going to go Bosqueville. I, you know, come on. I don't know. Right. I mean, I know who, you know, Crawford won the first match. Uh, I, I don't know. Last one, and I don't think that any, I think no, we're all going to. Martin Tenahall. Yeah. Mart- there yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah. That's the pickle. So my, my little system didn't work as no. qu- quite like, you know. And I made a couple of changes on the fly, so we'll yeah. see how it works out for you. All right, there you go. You want that there? Sure, I'll take uh, that. Three fifty-two. Uh, it's eight in front of four o'clock. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Stretch Garrett, uh, like uh, glad you're alongside as we uh, roll through a a uh, a Thursday afternoon. And again, uh, the one one of the games that's not on the schedule uh, for Pickham is the game that I'll be at. I'll be up in the Metroplex, Cedar Hill, and Midway, and uh, that'll be the uh, the final game of the year for the Midway Panthers as they take on Cedar Hill. And I will tell you this: this is my first year uh, stretch to work in in this in this district. And again, after the the uh, realignment, it's it's Midway's for, Midway and Waco High's first year to go north as opposed to taking on the guys from Temple and Colleen and Cove and those guys. Uh, the the quality of football is unbelievable in the Metroplex with with Duncanville with Desoto with Cedar Hill. It's just doing my research on Cedar Hill this week. Uh, it, it really you've got you've got three teams that could win a state championship except for you can't you don't have three <laughs> spots. I mean you got two. Uh, but seriously, I mean they're they're state champion caliber football teams. Well, yeah, and and, and I mean uh, you think about. Baylor assistant Joey McGuire and the job he did at Cedar mm-hmm. Hill and how he really, I, I mean, I give him a lot of credit for creating a culture there around, you know, what is winning and doing what they're doing right now. And I, they they do a heck of a job at Cedar Hill. But I tell you this, Midway played their butt off last week. And, you know, you got to give them credit for, for not giving up in a situation where it, it would have been easy to throw in the towel. One of the things that I talked to uh, Jeff Hume about uh, uh, this week when I was out visiting with the Midway Panthers and their coaching staff, and, and that's one of the things that he is uh, thrilled about is the fact that particularly his senior group, you know, once once you were eliminated from playoff contention, which was that, that play-in game, if you will, you had three games to play, and it could have been, you know, you it could have been. Let's just go out and have a little fun, and and you know, but they didn't. They went. They, as he told me, they went to work every day, try to get better every day, play hard every day, and you know what? The, it, and again, they were down to Lake Ridge, twenty to ten, and, and they could have folded the tent there, and they didn't do it. And 
you know, so you look at their record, you go, okay, they got two wins. But as you point out, that that's it's it says a little bit about their character and what they were able to do in in winning that football game on Friday afternoon, the day after Thanksgiving, and, and putting in the work this week to go play Cedar Hill. It's a three fifty-five, five away from four. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchie Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchie Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchie Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchie Group at 1-800-258-8302. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Walk-On's athletes put everything they've got into the game. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything we've got into bringing you a game day with a taste of Louisiana. Catch all your teams on over 70 big screen TVs. Dig into our mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads. It's all made from scratch with ingredients you can't help but crave. Walk-On Sports Bistro. We live for this. Today, no matter what, we're going boating. Does that sound like something you would say? Time to visit Marineland Boating Center and talk about the new Mercury four-stroke outboards. Ranging from two and a half to 300 horsepower, the new four-strokes deliver legendary Mercury performance, unbeatable reliability, plus boat-enhancing technologies for superior hole shot, top speed, and fuel efficiency. If you crave smooth, powerful, and reliable boating, come to Marineland Boating Center. Mercury Outboards. Go boldly. Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to 5 years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal Housing. Lender. 
Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. Automatic Chef offers micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room needs. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco, and online at Automatic Chef Canteen. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. Three fifty-nine, a minute away from four. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Our four o'clock hour is brought to you by our good friends. Well. You know them as Good Feet. They're located in the Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's. Tom, Stretch, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And we welcome into the program Jeff Tarpley from Gigum247.com. Hey, Jeff, if you win football games, you you probably are winning the line of scrimmage. And that's what the Aggies have been doing over the last month or so. I mean, their defensive front has been dominant. And they've been able to run the football as well on the offensive side of the football. They struggled to move the ball consistently on offense the other night. I think the weather was part of it. Uh, the The offensive line wasn't quite as dominant as they had been. LSU was very effective at getting people into the box to slow down the running game. And A&M's passing game didn't get those people out of the box by hitting some downfield throws that would have backed them off a little bit. But at this time of the year, if you can't block people, that's just really, really problematic. And if you're playing a freshman quarterback on the road, that makes things that much that much worse. And that's what LSU's problem was the other night. They simply couldn't block A&M, and their freshman quarterbacks weren't able to make the reads. Uh, they, they weren't able to hold the ball long enough to tr- even try to get it downfield. They were throwing a lot of hot, hot routes short of the sticks which they completed passes, but they then had to go back out and punt the football. So it didn't do them a lot of good to do that. At the end of the day, as long as A&M's front four continues to play like that, they are superior to the teams, the rest of the teams that are on their schedule, due to certain issues, and that should enable them to win those games down the stretch of the 2020 season as long as they get them in which you know, is becoming a problem for everybody. Uh, one of the things that, you know, they hired Jimbo to do is to come in and win football games. Well, he's winning football games. Now we're talking about style points. Well, you know, they're playing LSU, and they, they just – it wasn't pretty enough for them. And what's what's the thoughts around College Station when, when that conversation comes up? Well, I, I think the A&M really hasn't won at a high enough level. Uh, you got to understand – this is all kind of new to A&M over the last A&M fans, everybody involved in the program in the last years. A&M hasn't won at a high enough level so that style points become a factor. Uh, even when Johnny Manziel was uh, running amok in 2012, even through 2013, he, he was generating style points all by himself, so nobody really worried about that. A&M was going out and and, and he was just a human highlight film. So every weekend, you didn't have to sit there and worry about putting up 40 points or, or beating someone by three touchdowns. It was just happening. 
Now it's a little bit different story because A&M doesn't really have the passing game given the injuries they've suffered at receiver to necessarily do that. They're winning more of an old-fashioned way, running the ball, playing really good defense on the other side, uh, the special teams complementing the offense and the defense. So the South Carolina game that whenever when A&M won 48-3, that got everybody's attention. But if you look back at what A&M's been doing this season, 27 against LSU, uh, 42-31 against Arkansas, 28-14 against Mississippi State, even going way back to uh, the closer games they had against Florida and Vanderbilt, that hasn't necessarily been their style. Jeff, let me ask you this. Aggies offensively seem to really be really be clicking going into this two-week kind of where they had to sit back because of the virus. Do you think that two-week layoff time had anything to do with the, the offensive output that they, that they put out there against LSU? It's interesting because other teams had gone through a, a similar lag time, a certain – you know, comparable downtime, and they really haven't, didn't have all of the same issues that the Aggies had. A uh, and M seemed to suffer a little bit more than those teams did. Kellen Mond, Kellen Mond, the one issue with Kellen Mond that he's had throughout his career, he's kind of a self-made quarterback, so to speak. His mechanics and footwork coming out of high school, he's had to work on those and build them up. And when they when he's in sync like he was for most of the season, he can be a very, very productive passer. The problem is is that there's times where he starts to revert back to old habits. You and you know, used to or even this season we've talked about road mom versus home mom because there's been a big stretch with the way he's played on the between on the road and at home. He's just much more comfortable at home. However, Recently, he's had two of his less uh, two lesser games, so to speak, at home, Vanderbilt and LSU. And again, it goes back to starts feeling pressure, the footwork breaks down, the delivery breaks down. All of a sudden, you're looking at an 11 for 34 night where he's unable to get the football down the field. So I think if we'll see if he goes on the road this weekend. And if A&M is able to do the things that they've done in other games when his mechanics delivery and his ability to get A&M in the right place and then execute in terms of the protection being there enough so that he sees people down the field, he's able to be a distributor, if he can do all those things, then A&M's offense will look a lot better than what it did last Saturday night. Bo Nix has been inconsistent all season long. How can the A&M defense take advantage of that? Well, they've just got to get pressure on him. Uh, you, you saw the other night when A&M stopped LSU on early downs. LSU, their first down package, package has basically been, hey, we've got to run the ball for about three yards. We're going to go inside zone, run the ball for three yards. You know, We're going to get the ball out fast. We're going to get a short gain on first down, and then we're going to be in second and medium and that enables us to have more options and take the pressure off of our freshman quarterbacks. Uh, Auburn, they've been very inconsistent because they haven't been able to run the football uh, from game to game like they would want to. And so, Nick's, as a result, Nick's hasn't been able to, let's say, 
benefit from some of the things that Kellen Mond has with play action passing, which, you know, hey, that, that draws in your safeties and linebackers. It gives you more advantageous matchups down the field, you know, in the short zones. His protection hasn't been there. He lost four starters on the offensive line from last season. Because, and, in fact, uh, he may be without three of the guys that he began the season with. Uh, going up against an A&M front that, you know, goes eight, they'll rotate eight guys in and out, and all of them are, at minimum, good football players. So if they if A&M can put pressure on him, stop the run game, and then get him in the third downs where, again, they're sending the same type of blitz packages, making him throw the hot routes, and if he wants to do more than that, putting pressure on him where he can't do that, then it's going to – be a very very problematic day for him and again i just don't i at this point i don't see how auburn can block a and well enough to move the football consistently either on the ground or, or in the air and that's where i was going to go next you mentioned the woes of the running game is with all the injuries on the offensive line is there any chance that they can run the ball against texas a&m well they're also you know tank bixby who's been a pretty good running back for them this year uh he may not play dj williams who's probably their number three, number four running back. He may not play. They just got all kinds of issues back there in terms of not just the offensive line, but also the people carrying the football. I, I, I think that puts more pressure on Bo Nix, and you know they're going to have to run more screens, that kind of thing, RPOs to try to get the ball out. Problem is, is that A and M typically defends RPOs really, really well. You know, they they they'll, they'll slant the line away from the side of the back. They'll scrape their backers, nickels, and safeties the opposite direction and take away those weak side throws. So you have to come back and you have to hand the football off, and you're handing it off into the teeth of a defense that is prepared to stop you. So. Again, it's going to be very, very problematic, I think, for Auburn to run the football unless they, you know, unless they get some gadget plays going, unless they get some eye candy going in terms of misdirection motion that moves A&M's eyes and feet enough to create running and passing lanes for Bo Nix and everybody else on that offense to score some points. Isaiah Spiller, the, the sophomore running back, talk about uh, his role in this game plan going into to this game against the Tigers. Well, they're just going to do the same things they've done all season. They're going to run inside zone. They're going to run some power and counter. Uh, one of the things you saw the other night was his outstanding ability to generate yardage after contact. He's probably, if he's not the best in the SEC at this, he's one of the best. He's just such a violent runner. You know, you can talk about burst and vision and everything else, but he, you're going to hit him, and he, and as you saw the other night, he, he's not going to go down. And by the fourth quarter, that adds up, not just in terms of its physical impact on your defense from a mental standpoint as well as a physical standpoint, but also from the, from the factor that he's getting another yard or two after contact. And, you know, he may not be breaking any long runs, but, you know, he, he's taking first and ten getting hit after two yards and getting a couple of more yards and all of a sudden it's second and six. And even when your quarterback and your passing game has an off night, like A&M's did the other night, you could still get into favorable down and distance situations. Not only that, you can, you know, occasionally you're going to hit the big play in the running game, like A&M did. 
you're going to get good enough special teams play to generate favorable enough field position where you can get a couple of plays that go your way, generate some scoring opportunities, put some points on the board. And yeah, from a style point standpoint, the other night it wasn't very pretty, but that game was never really in doubt because of the way A&M plays and because of the way Spiller runs. The Aggies lost a key member of the record crew with the passing of Steve Solari. Does the team have anything in the works to honor him? I'm not sure at this point. You know, uh, watching Solari was on those early to mid-90s defenses that, that played in some cotton balls. He was he was kind of a pass rusher, but he wasn't the pass rusher. That was a guy named uh, Short, Antonio Shorter who was the edge guy so to speak. Solari was more of the drop backer in those days, but he was a very, very good drop backer. He was a legit four, five, four, six guy. You're talking about a guy where you threw the ball out on the edge. He could go after the back and get it. He could shut down those little short passes. He, you know, he occasionally surprised you with a blitz off the edge, just a very, very functional football player back in the day for the Aggies and a guy who he's, you know, very, very good guy. He was missed by everybody in the A&M community uh, for his work, not just what he did for the Aggies on the field, but also for what he's done off the field uh, since his time in Aggieland. Hey, Jeff, tell us uh, what we can uh, what we can check out at uh, Gigum 24-7. Well, it, it, there's two things right now. One is the uh, is the Auburn the Auburn game, which. Uh, is going to be an interesting game to say the least. Most people recognize this is going to be a and probably a and toughest test down the road. We'll see Ole Miss, Tennessee away. Tennessee definitely not so much. Uh, Ole Miss could be really interesting with the way their offense rolls. So we're going to have a lot of Auburn talk, but we're also going to be talking college football playoffs because let's face it, a <laughs> and five. You don't know what Ohio State's going to be doing, what their situation is going to be. I wrote an article on that this morning concerning the fact that the Big Ten's talking about trying to find a way to either waive the requirement that Ohio State has to play six games if they only get five in, finding them another game. Uh, if Michigan can't play, uh, you know, Florida's just behind A&M. They're, they're nipping at A&M's heels if A&M slips up. So, you know, from that standpoint, uh, we've got a lot going on right now. We're covering it all, whether it's the what a and doing right now or what they're going to be facing on down the road with regard to the playoff run. Jeff, as always, thanks for the time, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Jeff Tarpley from from a gig of 24-7, and <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring up the, the playoffs, but uh, he did, and so <laughs> there you go. And, and there's a lot – I'm sure there's a lot of conversation, Stretch, about what's going on with this Aggie football team when it comes to the college football playoff scenario. Oh, absolutely there is. And, and you know what? They're, they've, become, they, they've become fans for several different teams that are up there in front of them. they, they got to be pulling for the Fighting Irish, don't sure, they? Sure, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> they're pulling out some green and golds, you know, <laughs> sing, sing, singing the song. No question. There you go. 14 after 4, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Stretch Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And our 4 o'clock hour is brought to you by Goodfeed in the uh, Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at the Nitsche Group.com. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be another chilly night across central Texas with flows reaching the lower 30s with mostly clear skies and winds coming in from the northwest around 10 to 15 miles per hour. Friday will start off with temperatures in the mid 30s. will be a slightly warmer day with highs in the mid 50s with mostly sunny skies in the afternoon. Saturday will be even warmer with highs around 62 degrees with mostly sunny skies. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Central Texas brings you the Holiday Chill, sponsored by Coors Light. You can enter for a chance to win a Yeti prize by snapping a picture of a Coors Light display at your nearest store and text it along with your name and keyword CHILL to 254-662-1660. Weekly winners selected every Friday on ESPN, and one lucky winner will receive the grand prize of 40-inch flat screen TV. Coors Light, keeping Texas chill throughout the holidays. Celebrate responsibly. Must be 21 or older to participate. No purchase necessary. Details at Centex. Sportsfan.com. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, December 5th and Sunday, December 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. They don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show, December 5th from 9 to 5 and December 6th from 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing will be enforced and attendees must bring their own mask. They are mandatory inside the event center. Temperature check at the the game of football is about pain. Ever since I was five years old, it's been all about football. It's been about running, jumping, blocking, tackling. I stopped playing at 31. You're listening to Michael Robinson, retired pro fullback. I thought that foot pain was going to be with me for the rest of my life. I'm so glad I met good feet. I'm so glad those arch supports are in my shoes. See what they can do for you with the free arch support fitting at the Good Feet store in Waco, located near Cabela's. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchy Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchy Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchy Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchy Group at 1-800-258-8302. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Facebook. Today, no matter what, we're going boating. Does that sound like something you would say? Time to visit Marineland Boating Center and talk about the new Mercury four-stroke outboards. Ranging from two and a half to 300 horsepower, the new four-strokes deliver legendary Mercury performance, unbeatable reliability, plus boat-enhancing technologies for superior hole shot, top speed, and fuel efficiency. If you crave smooth, powerful, and reliable boating, come to Marineland Boating Center. Mercury Outboards. Go boldly. Since studies show more and more people use their mobile devices to conduct banking business, Community Bank & Trust is keeping pace with the latest technology. Both commercial and personal customers can make mobile deposits. With our responsive mobile app, you can complete any banking task right from your phone. With Community Bank & Trust, enjoy state-of-the-art banking. 
anywhere, anytime, on any device. Member FDIC. Nineteen minutes after four o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Stretch Garrett, we're glad you're glad you're with us here on this uh, Thursday afternoon. We've got cloudy skies and forty-six degrees, and man, the wind's blowing about what seventy-five miles an hour. I mean, it's uh, or at least it was earlier today. I was pumping gas going, and, and I literally went and sat in the truck while I was pumping gas today. It, the wind uh, was, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing a little light sweatshirt, and of course you're in shorts, so I can't say anything. But <laughs> exactly. Unbelievable. unbelievable. All right, uh, you, you ran across an interesting story yesterday. Yeah, so Stephen and I, we talked about this this morning on Off the Bench. Yesterday marked the 20... Off the Bench, what's that? That's a that show you can hear the from... The to Noon to program, noon. Off the Bench with the young kids. Yeah, and so yesterday marked the 25th anniversary with uh, the Southwest Conference breaking up, and he thought of, he we talked about it this morning about what made that so special and, and why people don't relate to the, the Big 12 the way they did to that, and I thought it was a really good topic. We had Ward come in. He obviously played at Tech during that time, and I started thinking about Stretch. Stretch, you played in it in the Southwest Conference. Tom, that was in your heyday of you know watching it, so I wanted to get y'all's perspective on what made it so special. For me, Stretch, I, I thought it was it, the proximity of the schools. Everybody knew everybody. The players, knew, I mean, they played against each other in high school. You know, it, for Baylor, you know, right here in River City in Waco, if you were, uh, I mean, look, you were within driving distance, hour and a half of TCU, SMU, A&M, Texas. I mean, you're sitting here in Waco. It, it, huh? It, 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 right down the road was Houston and Rice, two and a half, three hours or whatever it is. to, to you. The only th- the only one that was, you know, really not convenient was, was Fayetteville, the trip to Fayetteville. But you could go watch these. Everybody, I mean, and again, Arkansas came into Texas to recruit. Make no mistake about it, right? I mean, so. Well, and that's the that's the point, Tom, is, is it's, and you make a great point. Obviously, it was easy to get to all of those places within driving distance, but it was the recruiting, you know, Texas was the recruiting hot, it still is, but I mean, was truly the recruiting hotbed of the Southwest Conference. And I mean, all of those teams competed year round because of recruiting. Yeah. And you had though, you, and you still had the other, the other schools, from outside the, the 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 southwest coming in to to recruit, but man, they were having a fight. You know, they were having to fight these guys in, in in this league for those for those blue chip players. And and again, I always thought it was kind of fun stretch because I mean, really, I mean, you don't think that the guys at, at Texas and the guys at Baylor didn't know each other from high school? Sure, they did. I mean, it, yeah. it, that was kind of the cool thing about it. And. And the relatability, well, it's hard to relate to a place you've never been. And I don't know that there's been a ton of fans that have gotten the opportunity to go to watch a game in Lincoln, Nebraska, or when, when they were in the league, or watch a game in, in West Virginia now, or, you know, or, or, you know, go to, or how many guys have actually, you know, how many times have you been to Lawrence, Kansas uh, to, to watch a basketball game? You know, th- those are trips. <laughs> you know, in the Southwest Conference, you just ran right down the road. But right. in in the Big Twelve, they're trips. I, I guess I, I and I, I guess I keep going back to recruiting because even you know when I was a young kid, watching you know the recruiting battles. I mean, kind of kind of trying to keep up with uh, at that time, 
the you know the the blue chip and the recruiting side of things and i think that is i personally believe and tom you can tell me if i'm wrong but we were just talking to jeff tarpley from gigum 24 7 and there's what what is the other is the other website uh, is it texags or whatever yeah texags you, you you have created these huge businesses tom that that really they're their bread and butter is recruiting, correct? I no mean, question. No okay, question. So, right. So that, to me, that really started all the way back when the Southwest Conference, you know, kind of broke into the broke onto the what I felt like was the national scene when you had a running back out of Sealy, Texas, and Eric Dickerson, Ooh. who everybody in the Southwest Conference was absolutely. You know they were all over him, I mean, and 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 you saw how what that did to a school like SMU, how they went through all the issues that they went through, and we could we could obviously get to that another time, but you know that's how um, that's how deep and how rich the, the the recruiting traditions were in this state, and so I think that's springboarded some of these people now, whether it's you know, uh, uh, Orange Bloods or whoever, these blue-blooded programs who year-round they make their living off of uh, out of the recruiting business. And if you can imagine what that would have felt like when it was just kind of brought down into, I mean, I, I don't remember. We might have had one or two guys on our whole football team that were not from the state right. of Texas. Right. And that, that, that I think that's what made it so special was it, it kind of felt like – in Arkansas, that's I think that's why Arkansas, when they got an opportunity to to bolt, I really think they bolted because they felt like they were kind of left out of what was a conference that, you know, everybody was from the state of Texas. And we we've heard well, I've heard stories about all the the, the perks and everything about being recruited in the Southwest Conference. Without going into any details, what was it like to be a recruit? Well, I mean, it's it, you know, it's it's it was. Guys, look, I'm just telling you, when you look at, and, and Tom, you speak into this too. I mean, when you think about the money that was in this state at the time, it still is in this state, but I mean, and Tom, you can help me out, wasn't, I mean, wasn't that when oil really kind of kicked in and was a big deal? <laughs> yep. Yeah, so yeah. and it and they took it personal if the if this you know right. it, it was kind of a personal thing you know what I mean right and that and, and, and so that's what I'm gonna say Garrett is you had you know you had a town like Dallas where you had a lot of different alumni from a lot of you know not, not a lot of different you had UT alumni you had A and M alumni you had SMU alumni and you had you know you had some Houston alumni you would have some TCU alumni, and it became a big deal to win the recruiting battles. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and it rolled over from not only just SMU getting, you know, what they got, but, I mean, think about what Jim Wacker and what he got at, at TCU when he kind of put TCU on the map for doing the kind of things that he was doing. I mean, recruiting perks, uh, yeah, that, that – that was out there, but I mean that was even. I mean we can go back to when I was coaching at Oklahoma, and 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 you know I can remember Coach Switzer saying we don't we don't have to pay our players here. We no, you don't have to pay them. You just give them a few more tickets, and those tickets 
<laughs> there's only one game in town, and those tickets sold a bunch of value. So there were so many other different ways that guys were allowing, uh, 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 you know, allowing players to be able to get some of the perks that, you know, went along with going to school at those places. And that, you know, that was just that was just part of it. Whether you needed to. Whether you needed to get yourself a new suit, or you know, you might might need a few dollars to, uh, to go around town on. I mean, that was just that was just part of the that was just part of what went with it. So once Arkansas bolted, was that kind of did y'all ever see the writing on the wall that it was probably starting to crumble, or, or did y'all think that it would still hold together as a conference? Well, Tom, you go. Ahead. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you had a lot of things going on. You had Arkansas leaving, and and you always had the rumors that the pack was it the Pac ten at the time was was shopping Texas and Texas A and M. I mean, didn't you heard that every year? Right. Didn't you stretch? Yeah, and I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then that's you, what it was about, right? It was really about it was really about Texas, Texas A and M, and then Arkansas didn't want to be didn't want to kind of be the orphan, so they bolted out. And then you had a little infighting and, and, you know, a little finger pointing. And it just – and then, you know, television wasn't as big, obviously, then mm-hmm. that as it is now. I mean, think about every – just about every game in, right. the, in the league, in the Big 12, is on, is on some form of national television. Back in those days, you had, you had a national television game stretch, but you also had, like, the Raycom game of the week. And, right. you know, you, you had these regional outlets and, and – and, the television wasn't as big as it is now, so there's a there was a lot of things that went into it, and, and I'll tell you this, it, and I know we were talk, we kind of got sidetracked over in, t- in talking about the rec- the recruiting no. issues, but the the bottom line is it was a tremendous league with unbelievably talented football players and unbelievably unbelievably talented football coaches in this league. You know, uh, <laughs> man, you, he mentioned uh, he mentioned you know. Uh, you, you you had R.C. Slocum, you, you you had Coach Taft, you, you had Coach Royal, you had all of the, you had Fred Aker. Fred Aker's won eighty two percent of his stinking football games right. in Texas. You and had about, tremendous and, guys and, 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 in this and, league, right, Tom? And that's where I always go to when we start talking about who are these guys going to hire. Think about the relationships that all of those guys had with these coaches in the state, and you could start naming them just like you did: Grant Taft, Fred Akers, Daryl Royal. R.C. Slocum. I mean, all of these guys. Uh, Bill Yeoman. Mm-hmm. Houston, oh, Houston. You he didn't have great with the spikes. Yeah, yeah, spikes. Yeah, yep. just just great. I, I, I mean, just great connections in the state, and and they all kind of courted those high school coaches too. I mean, I can remember I was probably a sophomore, and they used to have during the Texas relays, they would have a Coach Akers would have a fish fry up in the. Uh, up, up in the back of the stadium. And, I mean, they'd bring these huge, those big 50-gallon drums of grease, and they'd be frying that catfish up there. And, I mean, those high school coaches would be up there drinking a few beers after the Texas relays. And, I mean, there was so much recruiting going on. All I wanted was a few pieces of catfish, for crying yep. out loud. But, hey, I mean, that, that that's what it was all about. And so it's just uh, the demise of the Southwest Conference, to me, kind of is a lot like – I, I, I hate to say this in a critical way, but it's kind of how society turned to. It kind of went from a, it kind of went from a we mentality to a me mentality. Everybody wanted to be like Notre Dame. Yep. Everybody wanted that NBC, we're on TV every week deal. And then you saw, 
the Longhorn Network and how everybody kind of frowned on that. And, 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 and then everybody just became a, hey, you know what, we got to look out after ourselves and we better do what's best for us instead of what at that time felt like the Southwest Conference, which r- really they were battling like crazy for recruits and playing one another and battling one another, but they also looked out after one no, another. No, there's no question. They were brothers. There's, and it was kind of a good old boy type deal. Uh, I would say this as we, as we head to the, to the break. If you want to see and learn and, and kind of get a feel for the Southwest Conference, there is a wing in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame that is dedicated and committed to the Southwest Conference. Jay Black and his staff over the Texas Sports Hall of Fame put together an unbelievable wing that is committed and dedicated simply to the Southwest Conference, honoring the league, honoring the players, honoring the coaches. If you want to know more about the Southwest Conference, I'll give you Jay Black's home number, and he'll he'll take you up there and take you through it about ten o'clock one night. And you got no, no he he's done a, a rem, he really he and his staff have done a remarkable job stretch putting that that Southwest Conference wing together. Oh, and it, I've been through it. You're right. It's, Tom, unbelievable. it's unbelievable. It is it's unbelievable. unbelievable. And you want to learn about that league? All you got to do is is right over on on uh, on. Um, uh, University, University Parks, Parks Drive, uh, you 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 t- you go through the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and you head into that Southwest Conference wing. You're going to walk out of there, and you're going to be fired up. Uh, it, it is really a cool deal, really really cool. And 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 quite frankly, it probably uh, of all the places, Tom, you you can and I know you, again, you can speak to this. I mean, it 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 is a it is the best place if you want to have a little history lesson in the mm-hmm. Southwest Conference. There ain't no place like going in that going in that in that wing of, of of the Hall of Fame. If you wanted to, you could spend all day there. You literally could spend all day there. It is that. I mean, it's just it's remarkable. It really is. Four thirty two. This is ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. Hey, Stephen knows how to get me going, man. Another one bites the dust. I could have been the Black Freddie Mercury. I think you might want to look at Freddie Mercury's background. Yeah. I, like I was going to just let him go with it. No, oh, Freddie Mercury was a cool dude. He was a cool dude, yeah. I ain't judging, man. In life, there's settings. <laughs> when you go to the settings, you can change it to whatever you want it to be. Everybody knows what you're saying. Unnecessary Roughness, Monday through Friday, noon to 3, on ESPN Central Texas. Walk-On's athletes put everything they've got into the game. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything we've got into bringing you a game day with a taste of Louisiana. Catch all your teams on over 70 big screen TVs. Dig into our mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads. It's all made from scratch with ingredients you can't help but crave. Walk-On Sports Bistro. We live for this. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season. Bird Colgen Ford's a proud supporter of the best high school football teams in Texas right here in Central Texas. And Bird Colgen Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, 43 years in a row. Nominate your Ford Tough Player of the Week at FordPlayerOfTheWeek.com. Bird Colgen Ford, the right choice since 1936. TFNB, your bank for life, wants to congratulate the Crawford Pirates on a great football season. We're rooting for you in the playoffs. With five locations in Central Texas, TFNB has been your choice for hometown banking since 1889. Learn more or open an account with us 
at tfnbtx.com. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Go Pirates! Black Friday gets all the attention, but what about Truck Friday? Jay here from Pickup Outfitters, and we say enough is enough. Cologne for Christmas? What, do you want to smell nice when you hit a deer? I'll take a grill guard at $50 off instead. AirPods? Good luck storing your tools in those things. Give me a toolbox for $50 off at Pickup Outfitters. We've got a truckload of specials for Truck Friday. Free installation on all bed covers purchased at Pickup Outfitters. $300 off ranch hand front bumpers. $150 off ranch hand rear bumpers. $100 off RKI heavy duty toolboxes. Buy WeatherTech front floor liners. Get rear floor liners 30% off. $100 off fifth wheel or gooseneck hitches. Spray in bed liners with a lifetime warranty. $50 off. For a complete list of Truck Friday specials is available in our showroom. Or for more details, go to our website, createacommotion.com slash truckfriday. These specials go Good through December 4th at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. One step at a time, America's moving forward. Life is opening up, and the Good Feet Store has two. With safety measures in place, we're ready to serve you. See what they can do for you with the free arch support fitting at the Good Feet Store in Waco, located near Cabela's. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. As Baylor gets ready to head to Norman on Saturday to take on the Sooners, Ryan Abair of the Oklahoma talked about the likelihood of Bob Stoops coaching against the Bears earlier this morning on Off the Bench. I think it's going to happen. The way that uh, Bob Stoops' statement read the other day, the way that uh, a couple of the players, well, especially one of the players, Delarian Turner-Yell talked about it, and Lincoln Riley mentioned, I, I, I think Bob Seuss is going to be a part of this game, whether it's uh, on the sidelines, which is where I would expect him to be, or, or in the booth. It's, it's going to be a strange, strange deal seeing Bob Seuss as a position coach, but uh, that looks like where we're headed. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's 437 from ESPN Central Texas. This is game time. Your all-access pass to Central Texas sports on a Thursday afternoon, 438. We're 22 away from 5, and it is time now for our Baylor basketball report brought to you by Community Bank and Trust, your hometown community bank since 1952. Still locally owned and independent. Member FDIC equal housing lender and let's begin by talking Baylor basketball from last night the Bears playing in the Jimmy V classic and they win it last night 83 to 69 to move to 3 and 0 on the season just the second top 5 matchup a win in in program history but it, it really guys was a tell of two different basketball games i mean it was nip and tuck in the first half and the Bears in the first half were able to to put up 30 points and actually trailed at half or, or led by halftime. They, they scored 31 rather in the first half and, and trail and led by one at, at the, at the intermission 31 to 30. But in the second half, they flat got after it outscoring Illinois 51 to 39 had four players in double figures. And, 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 and think about that. They, they score 51 points and have four guys in double figures against the fifth-best team in the country. And, and quite honestly, I don't know if you guys got to see it, but uh-huh. they were dominant in the second half. They flat on the boards. They got after it, and, and it was just a tale of two different halves, in my opinion. 
Well, you know, I, I I did get a chance to watch that game, and I thought, I, for one, yes, it was two, it was two different halves. But I thought, kind of what to me stood out more was Baylor said, "Hey, you know what? We can play whatever style of game you want to play. We can slow it down, and we can bang it around in here, or we can get out and run with you." And you know what? That's exactly what they did in the second half. I hey, I, I can see why they're ranked as high as they're ranked. They can play any style of basketball you want to play. And Scott Drew talked about the, the win over over the uh, fighting Illini last night. First half, our defense kept us in it. Um, second half, our offense uh, came alive and played a lot more like we're capable of and normally how we share the basketball. And uh, when, when both ends of the court are working uh, in tandem, uh, we're, we're a fun team to watch. And one of the things, you know, we, we mentioned four players in double figures. You had another player with nine points. And, Garrett, this team can go eight, nine, ten deep very, very easily. No, they really can. I think they're one of the deepest teams in the country. And uh, I'm really shocked at, at Flagler how he only had one offer, but he's definitely proved uh, – suitable to uh, add to that depth <laughs> yeah 18 points last night for for Flagler last night and Scott Drew talks about the depth of his basketball team that's one blessing we have is depth on the team and when you have depth that means uh, you have multiple guys that can step up and uh, that's that's when you know you have a good team because uh, uh, um, everyone's not always going to have their 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 a game some nights they're just going to be off as far as uh, missing shots or step slower and uh, I thought uh, uh, when Flo and Matt and uh, Adam, Davion and Maceo, that group went on that run, uh, really opened things up. And that's, again, the great thing about having depth. Uh, you have different people can step up at different times. Speaking of runs, their uh, their biggest run of the night was nine points last night. And, and that kind of in the second half, and that kind of stretched out that lead for the Bears. Now, the Bears get the win over fifth-ranked Illinois, and uh, they're now 3-0 and in the season. Now the Bears turn their attention to oh I don't know Gonzaga and uh, should be a, should be a terrific f- basketball game you can hear it Saturday at noon with an eleven thirty pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas and Scott Drew talked about playing Gonzaga. Everybody I think uh, on our team watched the Kansas game and just their explosiveness on offense and uh, uh, just how many different uh, uh, weapons and people that can hurt you and uh, very similar to our team a lot of guys who can score fifteen or twenty points and. Um, I know uh, uh, it's going to be a great game and great opportunity for us to see just where we're at. He mentioned the Gonzaga-Kansas game. Gonzaga won that game 102-90. to Then they beat Auburn 90-67. to Then uh, uh, then they beat West Virginia in the Jimmy V Classic as well, 87-82. to They got the Bears uh, this Saturday, as we mentioned. And then uh, interesting that they'll play at home for the first time on Tuesday, December the 8th against Tarleton State. So they get Baylor and Tarleton State back-to-back. Do, do, uh, does, that's, that's the Gonzaga schedule for the next uh, couple of ball games. I mean, I, I, I understand trying to get a check, and, and Billy, Billy Gillespie's probably thinking a good way to test your team, but, man, that, that, you're going to get routed in that, <laughs> that game if you're Tarleton. It's probably not going to be real pretty, no. but you're going to uh, you're going to go on the road and you're going to you're going to play the at, at, at what is the number one team in the country right now. So we'll see. Four forty two, eighteen away from four, and as we mentioned, the uh, the games uh, obviously when when Baylor plays Gonzaga, it's getting a lot of attention. It's going to be on CBS television, and of course, it'll be right here on ESPN Central Texas. But uh, uh, the game was previewed by Seth Greenberg from ESPN. 
I look at these teams, I think right now, Baylor and Gonzaga are final four good. There's a couple of reasons. You look at this Baylor team, they've got the best backcourt in all of college basketball. They are relentless defensively. They can pressure the basketball. they got a guy like Mark Vidal that rebounds the ball and can switch on the perimeter. He's a senior with experience. And then Gonzaga, you're talking about a Gonzaga team. They play the game at a speed that's incredible. They can tack you in transition. They execute in the half court. No, oh, by the way, they got this guy, Jalen Suggs, who to me is the best point guard in college basketball. He has the ability to make plays. The game comes easy to him. He sees all five defenders and ball screens. He can start. He's got a maturity about him. When he went down, this McDonald's All-American, who also was a big-time football player, it took the wind out of this Gonzaga team. All of a sudden, they lost their leader in a lot of ways. That is Seth Greenberg talking about the uh, the Bears and and Gonzaga and again, uh, guys. When when we're three games into the season and and uh, basketball experts are talking about Final Four worthy, uh, that's pretty darn impressive. Very impressive. And and I, I tell you something. I, I again, you know, for the last since I left the NFL, I've been an NFL analyst. So I don't like to really, you know, I don't like to really speak on basketball I, I love watching basketball but I'll tell you one thing Illinois was a good basketball <laughs> team last night you could see that and boy Baylor Baylor played both 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 brands of basketball with them and said you know what we'll just we'll show you how we can run in the second half and that, that's impressive I mean I, I don't know how you wouldn't be impressed with that game last night yeah when when they win comfortably against the fifth-ranked team in the country. Yeah, that's that's awfully impressive. So it uh, should be a lot of fun. And, again, the game is coming up at noon on Saturday with an 1130 broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas. And that is our Baylor basketball report for the week, brought to you by Community Bank & Trust, your hometown community bank since 1952, still locally owned and independent. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. <laughs> Recently on the John Moore Show. We welcome in the voice of Baylor basketball, the voice of the Bears. Pat Nunley joins us from Indianapolis. Good morning to you. Know, you know, J-Mo, here's the deal. Yes. So I feel like I feel like a shooting guard who's been moved to play the point. And I, I'm a bit of a fish out of water. All I can say is I miss you, and I can't wait for you to be sitting in that play-by-play chair. And me right next to you, by the way. But yes. this, is, this is heavy lifting, man. Uh, well, you know, you're just uh, you're perfectly suited for the color role, but you do so well. I, let me tell you, I've heard so many comments from people, and they kind of say it to me like, should I say this to him? But they say, what a great job you and David are doing, and I say, I absolutely agree. So, great job. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. This 1950s-style diner serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats, and sundaes while enjoying music from the 50s. Fox's Treats and Eats, adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor. The game of football is about pain. Ever since I was five years old, it's been all about football. It's been about running, jumping, blocking, tackling. I stopped playing at 31. You're listening to Michael Robinson, retired pro fullback. I thought that foot pain was going to be with me for the rest of my life. 
I'm so glad I met Good Feet. I'm so glad those arch supports are in my shoes. See what they can do for you with the free arch support fitting at the Good Feet store in Waco, located near Cabela's. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. As Baylor gets ready to head to Norman on Saturday to take on the Sooners, Ryan Abair of the Oklahoman talked about the likelihood of Bob Stoops coaching against the Bears earlier this morning on Off the Bench. I think it's going to happen. The way that uh, Bob Stoops' statement read the other day, the way that uh, a couple of the players, well, especially one of the players, Delarian Turner-Yell, talked about it, and Lincoln Riley mentioned. I, I, I think Bob Seuss is going to be a part of this game, whether it's uh, on the sidelines, which is where I would expect him to be, or, or in the booth. It's, it's going to be a strange, strange deal seeing Bob Seuss as a position coach, but uh, that looks like where we're headed. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 448, we're a dozen minutes now in front of five. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas with Tom and Glenn and Garrett. And we're glad you're along with us on a uh, Thursday afternoon. We welcome in from the Waco Tribune, Harold Bryce Cherry. Bryce, good afternoon. How are you, buddy? Doing well. How about you guys? Doing good. And you feeling okay? Feeling great. <laughs> uh, I only really had one pretty rough day at the outset of COVID, but after that, it was uh, it was fairly mild. So I'm thankful for that but mama locked you in your room right she didn't let you out <laughs> that's right <laughs> i uh had my own room so that was uh that was fun speaking of fun it, this time of year is so much fun you got basketball kicking up you, you, you got uh, football going on and we got in the high school ranks we're in our in our playoffs and in, in, in 1a through 4a let's begin with last night's basketball game we, you know it's it's kind of hard to just kind of wrap your mind around the fact that baylor absolutely put it on Illinois, particularly in that second half. That's the fifth best team in the country, and, and Baylor took care of their business. Yeah, you know, uh, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around the fact that Baylor may be better this year than they were last year. Yep. And uh, that was a pretty stout team last year. I remember writing a column, oh, back before COVID, uh, that Baylor was built for March. And obviously they never got the chance to, to play in March. Uh, but I think this team is, is very similar with just the heady guard play that they have. 
uh, that's going to help you all the way through the season and, and obviously into the NCAA tournament, which looks like it should happen this year with a, with a bubble environment. Um, I'm so impressed with the addition of, of Adam Flagler. Uh, obviously, you know, he caught fire last night and had a, had quite the run there in the second half. I mean, that just adds yet another uh, very talented guard to a team that was pretty rich in that area already. And, and Scott Drew can be very comfortable nine, ten deep on 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 his uh, if he gets guys in, in foul trouble. I mean, so he he can go very deep on his, in his roster. Yeah, absolutely. And they've got a lot of guys that can do a a number of different things. Um, they defend well. Uh, I was I was impressed with the patience they showed a lot of times last night. I mean, they didn't weren't always rushing things. They just look like, you know, they're in midseason form, and here we are, what, three games into the year. Now, obviously, Saturday will we'll, uh, provide quite the test, you know, with Gonzaga. That should be a fun one. And you mentioned Flagler. Are you surprised he only had one offer coming out? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, he played it. Presbyterian, right? I mean, that, you know, uh, that guy can play. And so, you know, uh, Scott Drew has done a great job over the years of, of finding some some uncovered gems. I mean, and, and I think he's one of them. Bryce, let's shift gears a little bit. I want to talk a little football with what, what Baylor was able to accomplish last week and finally finishing a big game. Uh, going to Oklahoma, how, how do you see this game playing out and do you see – Baylor continuing to try to kind of continue to stay on that path of saying, Hey, we got to finish games. Yeah. You know, obviously Baylor has some momentum on its side now with, uh, you know, getting a win last week over Kansas state, finally finishing a game. Um, I think that, you know, does wonders for Baylor's confidence, you know, going to Norman, obviously uh, the Sooners are dealing with a lot of, you know, questions about, COVID and everything like that. So, uh, you know, the intangibles seem to be in Baylor's favor, but here's what's in Oklahoma's favor. Obviously they're very uh, talented, very loaded, and they have a lot to play for in the fact that, you know, they can, they can get back in that big 12 championship game. Uh, So, you know, I still like the Sooners to win this one at home, but the Baylor has to feel good about the way it's trending. Let's talk a little high school football. Obviously, uh, this this is a fun week with uh, with some teams circling back around, including Bosqueville and Crawford. And you got uh, you got Buffalo and Franklin, and, and and let's let's begin. And then, of course, China Spring is playing Carthage, and that's going to be fun. Let's begin with China Spring and Carthage. Just talk about Coach Bell and what his team has done over the last three weeks. This has been. I mean, not only are they winning these games against Jasper and West Orange Stark and, and Sealy, but they're winning They're winning them convincingly. Yeah, you know, I did a, a story that's up online now uh, on China Spring, and uh, in talking with Coach Bell and talking with, uh, you know, their players and stuff, uh, they're just <clears throat> kind of taking the same approach to every game. I mean, they're basically just saying, look, every game is a big game. And uh, we're going to treat it the same. And, you know, they're playing with, uh, you know, respect of the uh, opponent, but no fear. And, and certainly, um, you know, they, they realize how good they are. I mean, and so I think that gives you a lot of confidence going to, into games against the best teams in the state. I, I don't think there's been a more impressive playoff run 
that you know that I've seen out there. I mean, somebody maybe can uncover one and 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 at least debate it. But but uh, you know, you're talking about beating three uh, top ten teams in in Jasper, West Orange, Stark, and Sealy, and now you get your chance against number one. This is going to be uh, you know the toughest of them all. Obviously, Carthage has got seven state titles since 2008. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, that's, that's Mark Panther territory. And we're gonna and we're gonna get to Martin in just a second, but I, talk a little bit about uh, the regional championship with Bosqueville and Crawford. Same uh, same district. They they circle back around, and you know it was a heck of a football game the first time they played, and I, I think it's gonna be a heck of a football game again Friday night over at Panther Stadium. Yeah, you know I, I agree. I think uh, this one should has all the makings of going right down to the last play. I mean that's kind of the way the first one played out. And I feel like Bosqueville is playing even better than they, they were that first time. Uh, Crawford could probably say the same thing. So, you know, uh, both teams peaking at the right time. You've got a, a spot in the state semifinals on the line. I mean, this should be just a tremendous, tremendous game. And, um, you know, we, we always love when you get to the regional final and you get two local teams that know each other well we've seen that before in the likes of like china spring and la vega at this stage of the season and and other teams we had a shot maybe with martin chilton obviously uh chilton had a great run but but lost last week but you know uh crawford bosqueville i mean that you know it's a it's a rivalry i wrote about back in the preseason uh doing just a story about you know kind of underrated local rivalries and i feel like it's a relatively friendly rivalry, but you can bet they're, you know, they're going to be wanting to win tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, no question. Hey, and I th- sometimes I, f- I feel like it's unfair to the Mark Panthers. I mean, are some we don't talk a lot about them right now. I we just hey they're going to win and we're going to the next one. Yeah, they're going to win. They're going to the next one. They're playing Tenna Hall, a perennial powerhouse in in high school football. Yet we're we're just assuming that this deal is a done deal and they're moving to the next round. Yeah, you know, it really isn't fair to Mart. Uh, I mean, I think I think you just can't give them enough due. I mean, right. the, the way they go out and, um, I mean, it's not like they just fall out of bed and, and win these games. I mean, they work at it. Uh, I was out there in the preseason at, at their practices, and, and I honestly feel like they've done and handled the COVID thing about as well as anybody out there that I've seen in Central Texas. You know, they really haven't had the issues with, with stops and starts. You know, I mean, uh, some of their opponents have. I mean, they've had to deal with it on that end. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like they've really followed the protocols well. And I think you do that when you know you have a team that can be playing, you know, week 16, week 17, you know, playing for a state championship. And, and I feel like, They've got all the pieces to do it again, and and they're working at it, and they deserve you know all the accolades we can give them. Obviously, like you said, Tenaha is no slouch, and and that should be a good game. But but yeah, I mean, Mart, <laughs> they're just they're on another level. <laughs> and uh, for the private school rank, Rikers on a roll again. It, what what are your thoughts on what Coach Holcomb's been able to do over there, restoring the that winning culture? Yeah, and you talk about a team that uh, has has had to deal with some some COVID issues over the over the course of the season. Um, it's it's pretty incredible what they've done in the playoffs, just because you know they had such stops and starts, and 
And, uh, you know, I feel like they, during the regular season, couldn't really get a rhythm going because they just, you know, had games canceled at the last minute. I mean, they had to find some opponents at the last minute. I know they went to, to Brian one night when they weren't, uh, you know, when they were supposed to play at home uh, that, that night. So they've, they've had to, you know, adjust on the fly. And I think they've done a great job of it. Uh, and he's, he's, uh, Coach Holcomb's done a, a, a tremendous job. Again, a, a program I was out uh, writing about before the season started. Um, they've got a brand new weight room, you know, that they opened this year that, that is really nice. I mean, they've done a great job in there. They, that has paid off. And then they've, you know, attracted some transfers in, you know, from some other programs around the, in the area. They've got a, a running back and Eli Cummings that came over from La Vega. They've got a receiver and Corey Long that came from Midway. They've got some kids from Waco High and some other places. So, um, you know, that, you know, people are seeing what they're building there and, and that's proving attractive. Hey, Bryce, as always, it's a pleasure. I know that you're going to have a, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's wall-to-wall high school football coverage tomorrow in the paper. Absolutely. We'll be at uh, a number of games, including obviously those ones we mentioned and uh, looking forward to it. Should be a great night. All right, Bryce, appreciate your time and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bryce Cherry, the Waco Tribune Herald, 459. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Hey there, Cowboys Nation. I'm Kyle Yeomans with today's Cowboys Report. Wednesday afternoon, the Cowboys had an opportunity to watch their upcoming opponent in the Baltimore Ravens live on television as a team. We'll hear from Leighton Van Der Esch on how the team will benefit from watching together and how 2020 has brought its firsts. This year, we can all agree that positive energy is more important than ever. That's why Reliant and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up and focusing our energy on powering the North Texas community. We're working together to support students with scholarships and educational programming, honoring outstanding teachers with classroom grants, and providing utility assistance for those who need it most. Cowboys Nation has always been a source of positive energy. Reliant, proud energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. 2020 has certainly brought a unique set of challenges for the NFL teams this season. However, the Cowboys had an advantage of sitting down and watching the Baltimore Ravens on television live as a team. Here's what's different from Leighton Van Der Esch's point of view on how the Cowboys are handling this year's new obstacles. Yeah, I shouldn't really say the game slowed down because there's no crowd or whatever it is, energy's just different, but I mean, you can really hone in. Just being out there on the field with no fans, it's extremely odd. Um, and you can hear and you can hone into a lot more. So it's like, it's just different in all aspects, whether you're watching it on TV or whether you're actually playing it. That's it for today's Cowboys report. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Midway Panthers football presented by Burton College and Ford on ESPN Central Texas. This Friday night, the Panthers conclude the 2020 season as they take on the Cedar Hill Longhorns. Our coverage from Cedar Hill begins at 7 o'clock at the pregame. We'll have the kickoff and all the play-by-play action at 730. Don't miss Midway and Cedar Hill, presented by Bird College and Ford this Friday night at 7, right here on ESPN Central Texas.
It's Al from the Good Feet Store. If you've been suffering with knee, hip, or back pain, the problem may be right under your nose. Your whole body is supported by your feet. If they're out of alignment, that could cause issues in your knees, hips, and even your back. The Good Feet System helps put your feet in their ideal position. Just stop in. Meet with one of our specialists who will personally fit you with the perfect arch support system. You walk around, try them for free, and then you decide if they work for you before you buy. How great is that? At the Good Feet Store in Waco near Cabela's. Looking for quality plants at affordable prices? Would you like your yard transformed from an unmaintained pile of weeds to a yard that looks like a beautiful park and increases the value of your property? Barrera's Nursery and Landscape is the place for seasonal plants, shrubs, trees, and perennials, as well as a wide variety of bulk material and landscape rock. Locally owned and operated for over 20 years, Barrera's Nursery and Landscape, open every day, 9 till 5, at 201 Sun Valley Drive in Hewitt, or call them at 254-666-9806. My house has a new glow, I love my windows, universal windows direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Greg Evans, class of 89 of Redwoods Incorporated, says Gigamaggies. Redwoods Incorporated, your Central Texas headquarters for specialty building products. Redwoods Incorporated at 623 Esther, right behind Applebee's Restaurant. Redwoods carries a full line of outdoor building materials, such as Redwood, Western Red Cedar, Timber Tech Composite Decking, premium grades of yellowwood-treated pine lumber by Great Southern, stainless steel fasteners, and premium finishes to protect your project. Call Aggie alum Greg Evans to help you with your next order, 772-5243. Good luck to the Midway Panthers as they continue their tradition of excellence this season. At Wilkerson Hatch Bailey, we also carry traditions. I'm Brooklyn Bailey. 95 years, our family has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services and celebrations custom to your loved ones. From intimate memorials to large celebrations, we believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to your family. Learn more at whbfamily.com. TFNB, your bank for life, wants to congratulate the Crawford Pirates on a great football season. We're rooting for you in the playoffs. With five locations in Central Texas, TFNB has been your choice for hometown banking since 1889. Learn more or open an account with us at TFNBTX.com. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Go Pirates! KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. 506, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Drive safely as you make your way home. Hour three of 
Game Time with Tom and Stretch and Garrett. We're glad you're with us. Coming up this hour, we'll uh, visit with uh, longtime NFL quarterback Brad Johnson. I think 15, 16 years in the league, and and uh, we'll uh, we'll visit with him. Talk a little football with Brad. Also coming up in the program uh, in our five o'clock hour, we'll visit with. Dave Aranda, our uh, our weekly visit with Coach Dave Aranda. That'll be coming your way this afternoon as well. Stretch, uh, more COVID news. Imagine that. We've got COVID news on a sports talk show. But uh, it's, uh, the reports are out that Texas Tech head coach Matt Wells has tested positive for the COVID-19 and uh, for COVID-19. And he'll go under the uh, Big 12 protocol and he'll be um, he'll be quarantining at uh, at home and so any kind of work will have to be done remotely, uh, you know, so he's isolating at home. And and I think this is their last game coming up. So uh, just it's an unfortunate situation for the Red Raiders. But he he's the second, I believe, uh, Big 12 coach to test positive. Uh, so just a tough break for the uh, for the Red Raiders. Yeah, and, and you know, on, on senior day, like you were saying, I mean, you know, you want to you want to be there as the head coach to make sure and give those kids some love and you know that even though you didn't probably recruit those guys you know those are guys that have been playing for you and be able to share in that you know kind of senior day opportunity of being fortunate he won't be able to do that he and he and Les Miles the only two uh, head coaches that uh, affected by uh, by the coronavirus but obviously we know that Oklahoma has uh, has had some uh, some corona issues and and COVID-19 issues so uh it looks like Bob Stoops will be participating in some shape, form, or fashion with the Oklahoma Sooners. And, you know, on, on one front, it's, it's, it's interesting. On another front, I think it's kind of cool that uh, he'll, he'll be back on the sideline or, or in the box wherever, they, wherever, they, uh, wherever he goes. And, and uh, you know, the staff now could feel a little intimidated, but clearly they don't. They kind of welcome this, and, and, and they look to be having fun with this. Well, and, 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 you know, I think this is good to see because there were a lot of reports that surfaced, you know, that, that they wanted to make when Lincoln Riley was Bob Stoops' offensive coordinator, they wanted to make him kind of the coach in waiting. That was kind of the term that they were using. And then there was some sentiment, well, Bob Stoops said, no, I don't, I don't you know what, I'm done here. And so it's good to see those guys kind of, kind of, you know, if there was any kind of animosity, put that aside and go, you know, he, he lives in Norman in the off season or, you know, during the season. So, hey, go up there, go up there, uh, go up there and help your old program and, and see if you can, you know, see if you can get them, uh, you know, get them that boost that they're looking for. And you know what? They're going to need it versus, I, I, I think, a Baylor team that's going to go in there hungry and ready to play. It will be interesting to see how, how all of this works and and you know when you're when you're game planning and you're prepping stretch for for a football game I'm curious I mean are you are you game planning and stretching for a particular style of play or the players that play that style or is it knowing who they are in, in other words if if the le- if if the running back is out and I don't know who's who's got covid and who doesn't in, in Norman but if the quarterback is missing if the if the does that change how you as an opponent prep for that football game well sure does i mean if you if you if you have certain guys that are out of the game and certain guys that they put into the game or that they're going to insert in there that may not you know may not present that same skill set as the player that 
who is out, certainly that's something you're going to have to practice for. It's something you're going to have to game plan for, and, and and it's how you you know it's how you're going to structure either side offensively or defensively towards that, you know, towards that player that you know it, it's obviously uh, w- wouldn't be as good as the backup player. So certainly those are things that you're going to game plan for. And I go I go to yesterday's game Wednesday. I mean we flip on and when RG three throws that throws that pick six. I mean they run. You know, what, what is in a sense an Oscar concept where the outside receiver releases outside on the go, the inside receiver is running an out, and the corner on the outside go, it's like he had seen it, he had prepped for it, and he said, I'm going to jump this this inside, you know, out route, and he jumped it for a pick six. So certainly those are things that you game plan for and you try to get yourself in a position to make those, you know, we talk about it all the time. It only takes one or two big critical stops in a game, turnover, pick six that can change the momentum of the entire football game. Uh, and Garrett's already staring at me, but I, I, I want to bring this up real quick. Uh, the The Ravens were not real happy in the fact that they had to play that game. You know, one of the conversations was, hey, we never really had a full opportunity to prepare to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fair right. or unfair? I, 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 unfair, very unfair. And, and, and that's unfortunate in that situation, but – Guys, we've seen how we've seen the challenges of what this virus has put out there. So, you know, it, it's kind of like you got to just roll with the flow in those, you know, at, in those times. But he he definitely has the right to say what he feels, and certainly he, he's I, I I think he's he's accurate in that statement. And he being Robert Griffin the third, correct. Uh, so yeah, he he basically said, hey, look, we didn't get a chance to to prep for this football game. All right, it's five twelve, twelve minutes after five. We're going to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, we are. We're going to talk about Shorty's Pizza Shack, and uh, they're open for carryout. They're open for online ordering. I mean, they've got it going on at Shorty's, and, you know, the dough is made fresh daily. The marinara is homemade. The The hamburger and sausage toppings are made in-house with no filler, no additives, and no artificial flavoring, and they've been doing it since 2011. And don't forget, they have amazing wings. Those wings could be even more amazing if... Sickum sauce. <laughs> get it. Ah, did you hear it stretch? He said, get it. <laughs> I, heard, I, I heard him. You know, oh. Garrett, Garrett's kind of, he's creating him a little roll around a flat bill and a sickum sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so hey, it's uh, Shorty's is owned by four BU alums and, and, and just a, a terrific, terrific place to go hang out and, and, uh, and, and, and pick you up some pizza, pick you up some wings, and and uh, you can check them out on the website, Instagram, uh, their Twitter feed, and, and they're 12th and Bagby right there off, off just off of campus. So, uh, and, and, and Garrett, you, you tell me, if you were to describe the sauce, I mean, just kind of walk me through the – the, the sauce itself. The, it, what is it again? It's sickum sauce. It's the sickum sauce. It and it's like is. a combo of buffalo and uh, barbecue sauce. It's simply amazing. Awesome. That is Shorty's Pizza Shack. They're at 12th and Bagby. Stop by there on your way home today. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be another chilly night across central Texas with flows reaching the lower 30s with mostly clear skies and winds coming in from the northwest around 10 to 15 miles per hour. 
Friday will start off with temperatures in the mid-30s. It'll be a slightly warmer day with highs in the mid-50s with mostly sunny skies in the afternoon. Saturday will be even warmer with highs around 62 degrees with mostly sunny skies. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. It's an early season showdown in Indianapolis as the Bears meet Gonzaga Saturday. 11.30 a.m. for the Pizza Hut countdown to tip-off. A high noon tip-off Saturday for number one versus number two, the Bears and the Zags. Join Pat Nunley and David Kay for all the play-by-play in Indianapolis. Here on the home of Baylor Bear Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. The game of football is about pain. Ever since I was five years old, it's been all about football. It's been about running, jumping, blocking, tackling. I stopped playing at 31. You're listening to Michael Robinson, retired pro fullback. I thought that foot pain was going to be with me for the rest of my life. I'm so glad I met good feet. I'm so glad those arch supports are in my shoes. See what they can do for you with the free art support fitting at the Good Feet Store in Waco, located near Cabela's. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, December 5th and Sunday, December 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. They don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show, December 5th from 9 to 5 and December 6th from 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing will be enforced and attendees must bring their own masks. They are mandatory inside the event center. Temperature check at the 
It is game time. You're all access past the Central Texas sports. Glenn Stretch Smith, Tom Barfield, and Garrett Ross always twisting those knobs and taking care of us here. We're proud to be joined by former NFL quarterback starter, Super Bowl winner Brad Johnson. Brad, how you doing today? Doing great, Glenn. How you doing, man? I'm good, buddy. I appreciate you jumping on. I know you. I know you're spending time down there getting your high school team cranked up and ready to go in the playoffs. You know, I, we, we've had a discussion all week, and I, I know with you spending as much time as you're, as you're spending uh, being a dad and then also <laughs> coaching your rear end off trying to get these boys going that, you, that you've got. You know, we, we, we talked all week about these NFL quarterbacks, Brad, who are having to prep kind of last minute if, if you got a guy go down or if you have a COVID situation where, you know, they're not getting the practice time, they're not getting those reps during the week. Talk to us a little bit about a quarterback who has to step in, who doesn't get those reps during the week, and really, you know, it's kind of those throws are just a little off here, the timing's a little off there, or they make the wrong read here. Talk to us about how you went through that during your career and how you prepped, even though you weren't getting all the practice reps and you were having to do it mentally. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, obviously your work days are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, with the Tuesday off, and then Monday is a you know is, is a is a uh, film day. But usually the starter he's going to take you know ninety to one hundred percent of the reps unless he's hurt or you know they just got a young guy they're bringing along. And you know if <laughs> and in some cases when you're a starter and you, there's a young guy coming on, you're like I'm not going to let that young guy get any work because I don't want him to show the coaches what's coming. But it's tough for a backup in the NFL that's not a veteran, that hasn't had many snaps. It's hard. You can sit there and nod your head to the coach all day long. I got it. I got it. Yes, yeah, cover three, coach. I'll throw this one. It's cover two. I'll check to this. You know, it's an all-out blitz. I'll just get to this. Until you're getting live bullets in a game, especially those looks in practice, it makes it tough. And now with, with COVID taking place, a lot of the Zoom meetings – um, you know, sometimes they're not even practicing and they're kind of just showing, they may practice one day a week and then something happens and they, they call no one in the facility, then they just got to go play a game. So quarterbacks with more experience, guys that have, you know, proven themselves over time, they're going to have more success because they probably have more pull with their receivers and just the experience of playing underneath center compared to a guy, you know, that's just a complete backup than not getting any reps. So it's a, it's a tough position, but it is what it is. And you got to, you know, when your number's called, you've got to go make plays. Sure. Talking with Brad Johnson, former NFL quarterback. You know, Brad, the other thing I want to ask you is when you think about really what's going on in the NFL right now with, again, t- you know, get teams having to shut down and shut down facilities. You talk about Zoom meetings. Is that some of the same things that you guys are having to go through now coaching in high school? Are you having to limit your practice time and having to limit some of those meeting times, or are you still being able to do some of that as long as you're socially distanced? There is no doubt about it. Um, back in the spring, you could not even get onto a field. Um, you, you, you weren't allowed at your high schools. Uh, you couldn't go to a park. Guys were just trying to find a place to work out. Kids, you're worried about kids being physically ready for the season. So that was a strain for, for many high school programs, college programs, and definitely you see it with the pro, pro teams. They weren't doing in, uh, OTAs and those kind of things. So uh, the more the season's going on, we live here in Georgia, Athens, Georgia. Uh, there's been uh, – we've tried to play a normal schedule. So we have had 
for us, we are uh, we're ten and zero. That's pretty good. We had two games canceled during the regular season uh, for us, where the other team had COVID, and um, so you worried about not just the kids that have COVID, but the, the tracing part of it. So kids sitting in class. There's one school close to us. They move their kids every 12 minutes. Everyone in the whole school rotates seats to different spots. We try to keep our kids at least eight feet away in the classrooms. We've had some kids go sit out in the hallway during classroom just so they don't get caught up in the tracing. So the biggest thing is, can your team, can your team show up on Friday nights? That's an issue. Uh, the teams that have worked best with it, they're probably still playing. And that's a, that's a major issue. I mean, to, to think about what Baltimore and Pittsburgh just did, they're supposed to play last Thursday on Thanksgiving evening. The game got canceled two or three times, and then they play on a Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock. That is just unheard of. But you have to give credit to a lot of people trying to make this thing happen, uh, to the people that are trying to stay COVID-free and all the people just involved. It's, it's pretty awesome that we've gotten this far. But uh, the coaches, the trainers that are smart, and the kids that are smart that haven't gotten you know, in the tracing, uh, they're probably still playing. Brad Garrett Ross here. As someone who has been involved in competitions to be a starter, what advice have you passed on to your son, Max, who's battling out with T.J. Finley right now down in LSU? It's hard. All you can do, all you, the, <laughs> you learn at an early age, all you can control is your attitude and effort. You know, so you, you want to perform well in practice. When you get a chance to perform in games, perform well, lead your team, and then let coaches make decisions. So um, I feel like really Max, is, it's been great for Max from the standpoint of he's gotten a lot of first-team reps this year, feel like he's ready to play, uh, and he's done well in the time that he has been given. So he feels good about it, feels good about understanding the system, and really he's progressed as far as just learning uh, protections and, and uh, progressions of, of the system. Hadn't got a chance to start yet, but, um, you know, I know it'll be ready when his time comes. So um, LSU, they're right now they're a young team. They had 14 guys. They're probably the, one of the best teams ever in the history of college football last year, 15-0 and in the point score. But they had 14 guys get drafted. They probably had five or six kids opt out. And um, so right now they're taking their lumps, and uh, they're just going to have to fight through some tough games coming up. they got Alabama this weekend and Florida the next, and then um, Ole Miss. So uh, no one's going to throw you a pity party. You guys just step up and play. And you talked about the success they had last season. Was that something that attracted him to go there now that they kind of opened up the offense and started using the passing game more? Well, there, there were a lot of factors in with, with Max. Um, he had choices to go, you know, pretty much most places, you know, in Division One football. And you look for, you know, you look for, you know, a comfort level with the coach. You look for a system that fits you. Um, and where do you think you'll have the most success when it's all said and done? So um, it's, it's been a good fit for him. Still, I mean, just because of the record, you don't look at that. And it's like it's a great system that will fit Max uh, over time. And, I, and let me ask you this, Brad. Are, are, are you Brad Johnson, former NFL quarterback, or are you Brad Johnson, Max Johnson's dad? What what what, what hat are you wearing more comfortable right now? <laughs> Uh, all of the above. I'm the one, I'm the dad that bites his nails in the stands, you know? So I, I've, I've coached Max since he was in, I don't know, out of the womb, you know? Right. And, um, so you, you wish you could be down there on the sidelines coaching like I have in youth football and high school football. And then now you just got to sit up and, you know, you know, hopefully, you know, you're up there getting popcorn like the rest of everybody. And you just kind of got to take it one way or the other, you know? So, but I, I know he's in a good place. 
uh, feel very comfortable with him and in his development. So it, it, it's definitely strange. Um, you know, I don't really know the plays. I don't really have any. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing besides just hopefully cheer for them. Good. Hey, I have to tell you what, you're you're a hell of a dad. It doesn't seem like that long ago I saw you over at the park when we were in the Metroplex. You were still with the Cowboys and, and they were they were little bitty kids and you were over there taking time off on your on your off day over there just watching them kind of herd around like a bunch of cats. It, it doesn't seem like that long ago, I know that. It feels like it was yesterday. It really does. So it's uh and now it's crazy is both my kids, they're both taller than me. You know, so, and I used to, I used to, you know, the only thing, only control I got over them now is to take away their phone or their car. You know, that's all I got. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Listen, I, uh, good luck to you, and, and, and I hope you guys can go, uh, go finish strong in the state playoffs. We appreciate you taking time today, Brad, to jump on with us. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Glenn. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. Here goes Brad Johnson, former quarterback in the NFL. Garrett, I, you know, I set that up today for you because I kind of, I know how you, you, you like that LSU, that, that, that grind that goes mm-hmm. on down there. And I do think – I think I think Mac will be a hell of a player. Or Max, I think he's going to be a heck of a player at LSU. It's just going to take him a little time. And it, and it does as a freshman. It takes a little time to get in there and get used to that. No, it really does, and I appreciate that. Yeah, he's he's I've been really impressed with him watching some of the reps he got. Uh, I think he showed some some big playability last week in in the game against Texas A&M. But I'm looking forward to watching this battle between T.J. Finley and Max because it's nice to actually have quarterbacks that you could count on at LSU when you've been deprived of that for so long. Sure, I mean there, there's no question, and 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 being able to have a guy like that or have two guys that that speaks to the volume of what's going on down at LSU speaks to the volume of how they're recruiting and and the great job that Ed Orgeron's doing so. Appreciate Brad Johnson for jumping on. Mm-hmm. We, we got to run to a break here. I know Tom is going to be speaking with Coach Aranda coming up in the next segment. It is game time. Your all-access pass to Central Texas sports. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor basketball knocks off Illinois in the top five showdown at the Jimmy V Classic in Indianapolis. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When it comes to value and great customer service, you can count on us. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. As a customer first award of excellence winner, our customers always receive exceptional service and during the big finish event, you save thousands on every car, truck, and SUV. Plus, most vehicles feature 0% financing. The big finish event. Now at your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. 
Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2020-2021 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under to the first 2,000 membership. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events, an exclusive Cub Club t-shirt, and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And back on today's Baylor Sports Beat, it was number two Baylor versus number five Illinois last night at the Jimmy V Classic in Indianapolis. A one-point Baylor lead grew to a 13-point Baylor victory. The Bears knocking off the Fighting Illini 82-69 the final score. Following the game, head coach Scott Drew with Pat Nunley. Coach, it was just kind of what you expected. I mean, first half, kind of a slugfest. Neither team could really score. And then you guys broke it open in the second half. Well, actually, I thought it would be a track meet first half because mm-hmm. as well as they were they were averaging 99 points and we were scoring a lot of points. So I thought it would be up and down. I thought then second half defenses would settle in. <laughs> so it shows you what I know, huh? <laughs> but uh, I think uh, uh, first half, the excitement of the game, uh, the bigness of the game. Um, I, I know we were a little out of sorts on the offensive end, trying to trying to force too much and uh, trying to hit home runs or not making the, the easy play, just reversing it. And, taking what the defense was giving us. And then second half, we looked a lot more like we're, uh, we practice every day and how we look uh, when we're sharing the ball and uh, really, really efficient on both ends of the court second half. Baylor coach Scott Drew following last night's 82-69 win by the Bears over Illinois. Bears led in scoring by Adam Flagler, who had 18 on the night, 15 for Davion Mitchell, 12 for Jared Butler, and 11 for Macy Teague as the Bears shoot 45.5% from the floor in the victory. Baylor now 3-0 on the season. Next up, they'll play top-ranked Gonzaga Saturday at noon again in Indianapolis. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. This high school football coaches show with Waco high coach Kwame Cavill brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life. After missing two games due to virus guidelines, the Waco Lions went to Waxahachie last Friday and fell to the Indians. Coach, close game despite the missed time on the field. Our guys play play hard, and we led the, the majority of the game, and then there's two things that coaches try to control, and that's momentum and field position. And we lost that battle uh, in the fourth quarter, and that's where the, that's where the game kind of flipped on us and changed. You're about to play your last game of the season. What about your team has encouraged you the most? Their fight, man. Um, the fact that we don't, we, we've been in every ball game except for Duncanville. But every other game that we've got a chance to play in, we've either been up in the first quarter or battled to regain the lead. That's the one thing that I, I'm so encouraged of is just the culture and the, the going through this process that we're going through. I'm seeing the turn uh, with our guys of, of, of trying to fight through everything they fought through this year. And that's encouraging. Uh, we've had some great senior leaders, and I just told them to leave something for our young guys uh, to look forward to and um, uh, help them build that culture of uh, restoring this roar. 
Your final game is at home against a playoff-bound DeSoto, a team with a lot of D1 prospects. How big would it be for the Lions to win on Thursday? Oh, it'd be humongous. We'll shock the nation if we did it. Uh, and that's what you preach. I mean, I told our guys that these are our playoff games, these last two games, one versus Waxahachie and one versus DeSoto. Uh, they're both playoff teams, and if we ever want to get to that level of being a, a playoff team, perennial playoff powerhouse, you got to face teams like this, and it's doable. It's just a matter of us just fighting through everything that we fought through and continue to stay fast and, and handle what we've been handling. ESPN Central Texas. TFNB, your bank for life, wants to congratulate the Crawford Pirates on a great football season. We're rooting for you in the playoffs. With five locations in Central Texas, TFNB has been your choice for hometown banking since 1889. Learn more or open an account with us at TFNBTX.com. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Go Pirates! And now, a moment of chill from Coors Light. Light Mountain Cold Refreshment, made to chill after the short but cold beer run from hot tub to cabin. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. As Baylor gets ready to head to Norman on Saturday to take on the Sooners, Ryan Abair of the Oklahoman talked about the likelihood of Bob Stoops coaching against the Bears earlier this morning on Off the Bench. I think it's going to happen. The way that uh, Bob Stoops' statement read the other day, the way that uh, a couple of the players, well, especially one of the players, Delarian Turniel, talked about it, and Lincoln Riley mentioned I, I, I think Bob Seuss is going to be a uh, part of this game, whether it's uh, on the sidelines, which is where I would expect him to be, or, or in the booth. It's, it's going to be a strange, strange deal seeing Bob Seuss as a position coach, but uh, that looks like where we're headed. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. on game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We talk now with Baylor head coach Dave Aranda. Coach, uh, let's go back and talk about the Kansas State game. It, it almost looked like two different football games, first half to second half. What was the difference in those two halves from your perspective? I think just belief. I think, um, you know, going into the game, we felt really good about the week of practice, felt really good about the um, the previous weeks of practice. And, you know, certain halves or quarters of those games. And, um, and so I think to, um, to get punched in the face there in that, that first half and to question this and possibly and say, possibly, is this going to happen again? You know, are we going to lose again? Um, I think we're fighting those things internally. And so to get that addressed and get, and get it, um, our 
focus and tension pointed in the right direction, I think was a was a big uh, was a must do at halftime, and we're able to do that. We we've talked the last couple of weeks about finish, finish drives, finish plays, finish finish opportunities. You had six opportunities in the red zone. You scored four touchdowns and two field goals. That's finishing. There's positive things. I mean, I give credit to the players. Um, you know, I look at Charlie Brewer and I look at the catches, um, the pivotal catches that RJC made and, you know, Ebner's striving. I mean, we had countless guys that were leaving their feet and extending and every inch, you know, every blade of grass, all of that to get first downs and to move the chains, to get into those, those critical spots. And so, uh, you know, I thought our players stepped up. And on the defensive side of the football, there were times in the game where you had to have some really key stops, and you got some of those stops, including right before the first half, forcing a field goal instead of giving up a touchdown. That's true. I think there's there's a fair amount to improve on that side of the ball. I think early, early in the game, our fits um, weren't as tight as uh, what we'd expect or what we would say our standard is, and you know, I thought we were we were able to continually improve in that area, never really getting to where we wanted it, but really making the effort and um, you know getting better as the game went on. But I, I do feel that at times that we needed to make stops and the ability to get those takeaways, I thought really impacted the game. Talk a little bit about uh, this week's uh, opponent, Oklahoma. It, it certainly looks like this is a very complete football team in all three phases. I think they've come together and are playing with a bunch of confidence. I think early in the season, I think uh, offensive identity was still kind of being established. I think defensively, they were they were um, um, trying to establish who they were as well. I think as with the addition of uh, you know uh, completing the running back core, I think completing the the D line. Um, uh, in terms of pass rush specifically, uh, with additions here these last couple of weeks, I think has really impacted them, and I think they're playing at a real confident level right now. Definitely be a challenge for us. That uh, is Dave Aranda from earlier today, and our continuing coverage of uh, Baylor football is brought to you in part by Myatt Fuels. Uh, Stretch, there's no question that uh, this team uh, – over the last three weeks, really has played much better football. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they were able to be together consistently over the last three to four weeks. Right. And, and I think you make that's, – that's the other key thing is, you know, they went on the road, kind of had to go against the me, you know, us versus the world mentality. Let's go see if we can, you know, if, if we can kind of slay this giant here. Then they come back home, and, and, and they were so close in both those football games, both Texas Tech and uh, Iowa State. They had they had their opportunities. They just couldn't put it away. And, and you know, it's good to listen to Coach Arandis, you know, kind of give all the credit to the players and say, hey, they're the guys that were pushing through, that were fighting, that were trying to, you know, really trying to buy into everything that we're saying and what we're doing here to, you know, start to create their and carve their own niche in that program. And that's that I, I know that was a big that was a big win for them. And if they can go, you know, go play well against Oklahoma, that those are all things that are 
you know, that he's going to point back to in his first year and and having to deal with all the hurdles that they've had to jump over. I I know that they've had a couple of different themes that, you know, they wanted to start fast, they wanted to finish fast. And and then, you know, along the line, it was just about finish. I mean, he talked about it uh, on several occasions, finish plays, finish drives, finish quarters, finish the game. And when you stop and look at what they did, and, and I know that it was, a, it was a bumpy road in the first half, but in the second half it certainly wasn't. But it, even the overall presentation, if you will, they had six opportunities in the red zone, and they scored on every opportunity. And it wasn't just kicking field goals. It was four touchdowns and two field goals. So th- they took advantage of those opportunities. They finished those drives. Yeah, and I know that's what, you know that that's your point, and that's what and, and and you make a good point there. My point: they gave up six sacks in the first half, mm-hmm. and he started to protect the quarterback. And to me, that made the difference in allowing them to 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 do what you were saying, which was finish those drives. Yeah, I mean, I think Charlie had eighty-two yards in the first half throwing. In 267, maybe in the second half throwing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's what happens yeah. when you protect the quarterback. Right? Yeah. When you keep him on his feet, uh, it, th- those things can happen. So, yeah. And, and again, what happens this week? Who knows? I mean, again, uh, Baylor's 1 and 13 in their previous 14 trips to Norman. But you, you, I, for me, I like where they're going compared to where, where this thing began back. You know, back uh, in in August and September, I like where they're going right now. I, th- I, I you I think you can visually see progress with the football team and in progress with 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 what they're trying to get accomplished. There's no question. You can you can see that they are getting better. They're playing as a team better. They're making adjustments at halftime. They're understanding, you know, what these coaches are expecting of them, and you can tell that because. Time when you can go in and practice something a certain way all week, and then you see something else, and you have to come in at halftime. You don't have to. You obviously don't have the time to practice it. You can just put it in and make an adjustment, and then see your team go out and execute in the second half after making that adjustment. That that's what makes you feel better about calling yourself coach. Yeah, and you know, and they kick a field goal on the last play of the game to win the football game, and. We were watching in pregame. They were struggling. We, you know, and, and they struggled with that first extra point. And, and stretch, you of all people know that it, it looks so simple: snap, spot, kick. You know, but the operation and the mechanics of kicking extra points and field goals—it's oh, yeah. a difficult thing. I mean, you've got a lot of moving parts, maybe as many moving parts with that one play than any other play in football. I mean, there's a lot of yeah, things that got to go right correct you got to have the timing you got to get it all i mean and then you got to block them (laughs) i mean you know what i'm saying so you're right i mean they're the 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 snap the hold the execution of the ball being kicked and then you know kicking it obviously it's got to go through the pipes but you've got you you got to protect up front too so it is it is something that takes a lot of time it takes a lot of timing it takes a lot of practice and when you can execute that that you know that should be a good thing, and then usually that's one of those things when if it's a field goal, you're over there as an offensive coach, you're over there trying to figure out why you didn't stick it in the end zone and score a touchdown. So it 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 can seem, even though you execute it and make it, it can seem a lot of times like a letdown. But you got to continually mentally grind it out and know that you know what, hey, we're 
you know, we're here to try to to try to stick it in the end zone for you. And when we can't, we need you to go out there and get us that three. And, and Garrett, as you you and I talked about uh, on that game winning kick, there was a different holder. Yeah, Rauschenberg had to come out there and hold because they were having those issues early on, and that might have been the difference in the game. You know, because you would hate to see uh, them go out there like they were in a bobble snap, but adjusting on the fly was definitely something that came into. Uh, effect there and that's why we were talking about the operation of the extra point and the in the field goal and the, and the mechanics of it i mean there's a lot of moving parts and they had a different holder in there so uh hats off to the bears to get that win over k-state and we'll see what happens on saturday when they travel to norman's 5 15 away from six this is espn central texas baylor football back on the road this saturday headed to norman to take on the ou sooners 5 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 7 p.m. kickoff with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Bears, Sooners, Big 12 football from Norman this Saturday. Right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. TFNB, your bank for life, wants to congratulate the Crawford Pirates on a great football season. We're rooting for you in the playoffs. With five locations in Central Texas, TFNB has been your choice for hometown banking since 1889. Learn more or open an account with us at TFNBTX.com. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Go Pirates! One step at a time, America's moving forward. Life is opening up, and the Goodfeet store has two. With safety measures in place, we're ready to serve you. Our personally fit arch supports are designed to reduce foot, knee, hip, and back pain and provide comfort, balance, and support. As we have for a quarter century, we'll continue to improve the quality of people's lives two feet at a time at the Goodfeet store. See what they can do for you with the free arch support fitting at the Goodfeet store in Waco, located near Cabela's. Barnett Contracting supports the administration, faculty, and staff, and students of Midway Independent School District, and is proud to say they worked hand-in-hand -hand with the school district on several projects. Founded in 1969 by Bob Barnett, Barnett Contracting offers a standard of quality to the construction industry in Texas. They always strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Wishing head coach Jeff Hume, his coaching staff, and the Panthers all the best. Barnett Contracting, 7703 Bagby Avenue in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. As Baylor gets ready to head to Norman on Saturday to take on the Sooners, Ryan Abair of the Oklahoman talked about the likelihood of Bob Stoops coaching against the Bears earlier this morning on Off the Bench. I think it's going to happen. The way that uh, Bob Stoops' statement read the other day, the way that uh, a couple of the players, well, especially one of the players, Delarian Turniel, talked about it, and Lincoln Riley mentioned I, I, I think Bob Seuss is going to be a uh, part of this game, whether it's uh, on the sidelines, which is where I would expect him to be, or, or in the booth. It's, it's going to be a strange, strange deal seeing Bob Seuss as a position coach, but uh, that looks like where we're headed. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Five fifty, ten away from 6 here on a uh, Thursday evening as we wind down. We will be uh, in the Metroplex tomorrow. We'll be at Cedar Hill High School uh, for the uh, for the show. We'll be there from 3 until 6 as we get uh, ready for the uh, finale for the Midway Panthers as they take on Cedar Hill. Again, stretch off. It's just, you know, it's just crazy how we are four rounds deep in the playoffs for 1A through 4A, and we haven't even wrapped up the regular season in 5A and 6A. It's just it's been it, one it, of those years. Yeah, and, and you know what? We just continue to keep our fingers crossed and say our prayers we can make the 5 and 6A to the playoffs. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Temple will be off tomorrow night, and then they'll open up the first round of the playoffs the following Friday night at home at Wildcat Stadium against the Indians of Waxahachie as District 11 meets District 12. So that's how it pairs up. So uh, it, it'll be fun to uh, to watch Temple and Waxahachie in a couple of weeks in round one, the bi-district round of the 5A and 6A playoffs as we wind down with the 1A through 4A. So uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of neat stuff. But uh, And you're right. And a, and a tip of the hat to everybody who's involved to get these games in, get these playoff games played for the most part, and uh, and let's see if we can't crown a champion uh, in Texas high school football. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Many thanks to all of our guests. And uh, we'll do it again tomorrow afternoon at 3. Have yourself a wonderful evening.